on Vengeance. Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark 133 of the Super Civil Servants Podcast. My name is Greg, the Bat Daddy 52. And interesting weekend, uh, start of the NBA playoffs. USFL kicks off this weekend. If you're not familiar with it, I would recommend checking out at least once. It's minor league football. And as Cleveland says, I love minor league sports. There's nothing like watching a bunch of people I know nothing about not play very well. So give it a shot, though. You know, every team plays in one stadium. It's got to be great, right? <laughs> so anyway, we're here to talk about a lot of other stuff that's great this weekend. And I got my uh, partners with me, my co-host, my friends. Sarah's making her turn. What's going on, Sarah? Oh, take, um, had a lot of family stuff going on. The in-laws were down, so had to um, do all that, which is fun. It's always quite great seeing the in-laws. Um, but other than that, I'm tired, fellas. <laughs> There's been a lot going on. <laughs> Because the kids tired. want a spring break this week too, so we had a house full. Yeah, but at least I got a yeah, I got a few days off, so it's all good. There you go. Tired's definitely the theme of the week. I've been up till two <laughs> thirty in the morning working on the house, and it's spring break here too. So my kids have been home, and of course they're teenagers, so two thirty in the morning is nothing to them. Um, so they're <laughs> up as well. Yeah, tired's definitely a, a theme for the week. Ross, what's up, buddy? Not much. I'm realizing now just how messed up your guys' spring break is. They they moved the school year here. It's like. I think the kids said spring break like three or four weeks ago. Yeah, some counties are like that. I mean, some. Yeah. I, know, I know some that are having it next week. Yeah, there are. Uh, it's funny. It's that point in your life where spring break, the words just together, like changes from, oh, I can't wait. Awesome. Good time to crap. <laughs> the house is going to be full. Yeah, like, there's, like there's what we do with them? life where it switches, and that's when I think you're starting to like, okay, maybe I'm getting a little older. <laughs> I mean, it's not that bad. I, like I said, I have two tanners, they pretty much run themselves, you know. So, anyway, let's talk about some shows this week. Uh, well, actually, do we have any big news stories we want to talk about? I don't think there's a lot going on out there. I'm not really paying that much attention to the news, I'm more or less just kind of watching shows and enjoying life because I found that when you cut news out of your life, tends to be a better life. I'm kind of with you, yeah. Greg. I'm kind of with you yeah. on that. I like, I like to be surprised. <laughs> yes, yes. The element of surprise is a very, very, it's like uh, adults lose the imagination. You, know, you, you don't want that to happen. Like you need, you need surprise. And that reminds me, are we going to talk about Picard season three? Cause I know you probably mentioned it last week, didn't you? I started, but then I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait. Okay. wait for you to come on and talk about it. That's right. Okay. You to, let's because we started it. talking about it. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and talk about it because I have, yeah, I have some yeah. thoughts on it. I'm like, here we are. What? Oh, God. I just watched Picard and it's like, what? Episode? Hell, yeah. And I'm like, we're already getting you know, towards the, how do you finish the season? And you're already bringing in season three and not just season three, but you're bringing the whole damn crew back. The, I'm like, are you, are you trying to push it? Or do you not have enough people watching it? Are you trying to pull more people in to get the season three, to get that hype going on? Because I'm like, that, that was just kind of weird to me to have, you know, that list and talking about season three. And like I said, you're not even, you know, 
you're getting to the last quarter. I don't, it just didn't make sense to me. I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, are you just trying to pull, trying to like, you know, kind of, I don't know, hype it. I think know so, that it's going to be the last season. Oh, is it? But yeah, I mean, doesn't that kind of take season. the stakes away from the rest of this season though? But like, that just okay, kind of takes the surprise away that, from it. I yeah, mean, we know like, nobody's going to die. That's what I said. Don't 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 like make it look like somebody's going to because guess what? I know they don't. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I said last week though that uh, they released it all, and I'm pretty sure they did it on first contact day. That was the reason why they were just trying to get some news out. They didn't really have a whole lot this week. We got a teaser trailer for um, lower decks. There you go. Uh, really nothing fancy, just them letting you know that it's going to come out this year, like mm-hmm. in 2022. So they didn't really have a whole lot. They can't talk too much more. I mean, that's when they should have dropped the Strange New Worlds trailer. If mm-hmm. you want my personal opinion, because I said it countless times, just wait. Just wait for the flow. Now, if you would have done a Strange New Worlds trailer, it would have been a perfect time. And then as that's going on, throw in your teaser trailer for... Lower decks, and I mean, what else do we have? Star Trek coming out. I, I don't think we have a whole lot. I mean, they keep talking about. Yeah. Uh, fans are trying to get like a. Saying it's all like a perfect time for a Voyager redo or Voyager movie or Voyager something other, mm-hmm. but really at all, all at the end of the day, they just kind of came out with it. I don't know why there was no preemptive notion. There was no. I I can tell you that. This week's Picard was the lowest rated one of like at least this season. And it, mm-hmm. only because it didn't have like a whole lot of action, you know, everyone got confused. And normally if they don't have anything that's pushing them along to watch the episode and keep their interest, it takes them a minute to find appreciation into it. You know, like it might be next episode or the one after that. They really truly appreciate this one. But yeah. why did they bring all the names? Who knows? Well, Star Trek's never been one to um, their marketing to make, really make sense. They never, they never quite understand the timing aspect of it. <laughs> it's like either okay, we're just marketing gonna, like, is like their show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you, you know what's funny is, I, no kids I know are like nuts about Star Trek, which kind of sucks for Star Trek. Like I know a ton of kids that love Star Wars, you know. But I don't know any kids. I, in fact, I couldn't even tell you one kid that that I've ever spoken to. Marketing. Yeah, you're right. It's exactly what it it's is. It's marketing. Yeah. Well, they went they went really young with uh, Prodigy. Prodigy. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that it would be a but that's a perfect opportunity. I mean, that's a great like kids at home preschool, you know, kindergarten like that. It seems like that's a perfect kind of age range for that. But you're right, because Star Wars has always had all the characters right there in your face. And they've always had all these things happening, whereas Star Trek is very, very, like, uh, it's just geared towards older people. The shows have all always been geared towards older people just because of the type of writing and the type of storytelling that they do. Yeah, I can agree. You can't get I mean, kids on board with that. That might be why I just wasn't as into it when I was a kid. You know, but then yeah. again, my stepdad always told me Star Trek is stupid, so I just was like, "All right, cool." Star Wars, <laughs> go. But um, yeah, from what you guys have told me, the marketing on Star Trek is bad. I I know that I personally don't see a lot of stuff on it, and I don't know any kids that are about it. I'm I've figured out a way to get myself to watch Picard season one because me and my wife were flipping through channel stuff last night trying to find something to watch, and we 
passed through Picard. And I was like, you need to start watching that show. You'd really enjoy it. I was like, I'm on season two right now. And she's like, well, you're already on season two. And I was like, well, I'll go back and start season one again if you want me to. And I know if <laughs> she starts it. I know if she starts it, it's going to be on. And I'm going to have, it's going to be watched, you know? So mm-hmm. that's my plan for Picard season one. I'll probably end up having to watch the rest of season two again, which is fine. It's a great show. But, uh, that, but that's the thing about it. if you watch season one, you need to rewatch season two because a lot of things will make a lot more, make sense. more sense. But my, my, my trick is after that, I know she's going to like it. Then when Strange New World comes out, I can be like, hey, this is Star Trek, too. Like, you should check it out. You don't have to know anything about Star Trek to watch this show. This is all new. So maybe that'll get her into that, too. <laughs> Trying to create a fan. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, uh, well, OK, before we get into the shows then uh i do want to drop some information about a viewing i had this week you know it's i think it was it was my day off this week so i think it was like tuesday morning and it's like five o'clock in the morning and you know my wife woke up and the kids don't to go to school this week so there's no reason for us to be up that morning i was off work she doesn't work till evenings she wakes up and she does like the one of two things that she can do just to get me right up out of bed at five o'clock in the morning. She turns the TV on. She's she's like, what's this venom? Let's check this out. Five o'clock in the morning. Like I said, one of the two things. And I was like, all right, cool. Let's do it. Uh, guilt or not, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Um, um, confession time. I've never, I have not seen the venom movie, the, the time. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, yeah. Tom Hardy. I had Hardy, yeah. Tom Hardy. I have not seen the the Tom Hardy Venom movie yet. Yeah, I love Venom. Um, I'm not gonna lie. When I first saw the previews for it, the, the I did not really like the way Venom looked. Like it, it was cool for Venom, you know. And I understand it's hard. It would be hard to make him look cool on screen, but it just it just didn't resonate with me. I don't know why. Um, so I just never ended up seeing it. Then Venom Two came out. Never saw that one either. So my wife turns Venom on. We start watching it. She's asking me how this is connected and everything else, and I'm trying to explain everything to her. The movie is done. Uh, I'm not really a fan, to be honest with you. I I, I didn't – nothing against, against uh, Tom Hardy. I just didn't really like the portrayal of Eddie Brock. It's just not what I see as Eddie Brock. Uh, the story, like there's certain parts where I'm watching it, and I'm like, they had to put that in there because this is the way it happens you know, in real life, in real life. <laughs> this is the way I was like, so this is how they changed that. And then some things they did a good job with, but I was like, uh, yeah. And she even told me, she was like, I don't think I could see Spider-Man, this current Spider-Man in this universe. And I said, no, you definitely can't. Definitely, definitely can't. So I was kind of surprised. I thought that even though it had been so long, the movie had been out, uh, that when I saw it, I would still somewhat enjoy it. And it wasn't a terrible movie, but it's not something that I'm going to go back and watch. And I'm not going to lie. I don't even know if I want to go watch the second one. You, know? you have to watch it now. I, I mean, do you watch because Ashley, Ashley wants to watch it, so I know that if she wants to watch it, that I'm going to end up watching it. But I, I guess I don't want to say I, I'm not going to see it. I just don't have the desire to see it. You know, like I would have thought after watching the first one, I'm like, all right, let's let's see what's up with number two. You know, but I don't know, man. It it just does not resonate with me. You know, I went on my Sony rant last week and I didn't mean to. You're good. <laughs> It was right there at the end of the show, and I'm like, I just can't play the games that Sony wants to play. And that game is, I want to, I, I, you know, they they they're one foot in the sandbox, one foot out. Like I want to play, but I don't want to let anyone play with my toys. How does that work? You know, now we're going to continue on with this, whatever it is that they're trying to make their universe, build up 
their Marvel side of it. And I'm just, you know, Sarah, you said you like Morbius. I just had, that's what kicked it off last week for me. I'm like, I just don't have the desire to go see it. And it's, it is all their fault. But oh, most I'm of that's just because I'm I mean, they can't play nice. I mean, it's like one yeah. has this idea, one has this idea. You're trying to put them to two ideas together and it's not working. I was kind of explaining this to my sister-in-law last night, you know, because she was asking me about it. And, um, or, you know, some of those lines. And I think Venom did come up. And I was like, my, my thing about Venom is I felt like I laughed way too much than I should have. I mean, there was comedy. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like there was too much for what was going on. And well, I think that was probably the only thing that really got me into it. And I, I know that sounds really crazy. <laughs> no, no, it, it's it's funny you say that because one thing that I was thinking about when I was watching the movie, it, the, the comedy was a problem with me, is the placement of it. And mm-hmm. to be honest with you, a lot of it wasn't really that good. Like it was parts where like the, the Venom voice was, was supposed to be funny. And I was like, it's not really funny. Like, okay, you just you sound kind of dumb. You it know? was rushed. I, I think the jokes were rushed. Uh, yeah. it, it, all of the Venom dialogue felt like it was rushed. You know, like he was mm-hmm. always trying to talk way too fast. Like, well, why are you going to this? And like he would just, his tone and everything else. And I was like, I didn't like the last movie that Tom Hardy did with a voice in it. <laughs> I, I like the movie. I just didn't like the voice. The voice, <laughs> here we are again doing this all over again. I'm like, what? what is it like? And I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I didn't care enough to go and check to see if the voice was him and it was modulated or who did the voice. Like, I didn't even bother to go check because after watching it, I'm like, Man. I'm done. That's <laughs> yeah. all it. Check. <laughs> well, I mean, at least I'm not completely alone on this. And I think, Ross, I told you about this last week and you described it as Green Lantern, a movie that's there and not terrible. But You said that. I didn't say did that. I? No, no, somebody, no, I didn't. Like, I, I don't that. hate it, but I mean, it's not going to be my favorite. You know, I mean, I just like I don't hate it because I mean, I don't yeah. think there's really any of them that I absolutely hate. Right. I mean, you know, I might watch it again just out of just to be like, if there's nothing else on, or maybe the kids say something because Claire liked it. I don't know why she's weird like that. I guess, but um, <laughs> she's one of the reasons that we probably watched it more than one. Like we made, I think we since we watched it a second time. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Anyways. Well, you know, like I said, it had its moments, and, and there mm-hmm. was some some good stuff about it, and there were some there were some things they they did put in there to kind of edit the origin and, and and get things out there that I didn't think they did a bad job with. Um, the CGI at the end with what, his rampage that he's fighting in this one. I oh, uh, you. See, that's how I remember. <laughs> It is. It was like it was like watching a Michael Bay Transformers movie, but with with T two thousand model Terminators. If that makes any sense? Like oh God, giant, I can't wait till you watch Carnage. Giant globs of glistening goo intertwining and fighting, where you can't really make a whole lot of. Okay, sense stop, stop, stop. Me. We don't need to know about the other way that your wife wakes you up. Just move on <laughs> to the next. Thing. Got confused there. Cross stream. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that was it for me because that's one of the big things about Transformers is just the fighting scenes for me are like, oh, it's a little much. Like it's, but at least Transformers, you're sitting there the whole time and you're like, at least like I finally see Transformers on screen. You know, the True. downside is, is that everything's blowing up either in the foreground or the background, and then it's just a bunch of shiny, weird, you know, metal objects flying around that are fake. But even then, you're like, it's Transformers. How real can we actually make this look and get away with it? True. 
Venom, at least. I mean, I, I, Venom, I don't know when we're going to reach the day where I think that it's okay looking. Um, I didn't have such a problem with the San Raimi Venom. I don't think, like, visually seeing him on, uh, what's his name, Topher's body. Topher Grace. Yeah, and then to turn around and see this one, and it's just like the head's just... <laughs> Like all like, yeah. you know, the mouth is forming it and like everything else is just doing all sorts of crazy like stuff. And, like you're just throwing just throwing stuff around, like black stuff everywhere. Yeah. like I said, it, it's just one of those things. I I think part of the reason why I never like tried to watch it was because I didn't want to be disappointed with it. And now I now I, I've watched it and I am a little, but you know, like Sarah says, it's it's not a terrible movie. It's not something that I'm going to go back and watch unless somebody Marcus. else has it on. And, and yeah, unless somebody <laughs> else has it on or I need to review it or something like that. Probably not going to go back and watch it. But, but I will watch the second one. Ashley wants to watch the second one because I was like, you know, there's Venom 2, right? She's like, oh, well, now we got to see Venom 2. And I was like, eh, we're not. But she wants to see it. We'll end up watching it. Well, you should get Taylor because otherwise she'd have found it anyway. So <laughs> Very, very likely. Uh, well, the good news you get to watch Batman this week. It's going to be on what in two days, I think. Oh, oh yeah, we told it. Claire about that. She was like, oh, "Really? She loves that movie. It's going to be on she repeat." Loves it. I want to see it a second time. I really do because I enjoyed it, and you know, it, just from watching it when it first came out, and then hearing everybody talk about it so much since then, it's like, okay, I want to go back and see some of these things that I didn't notice or people talked about, and you know, get a second viewing of it. So it'll be fun. He is all our new Batman, whether you like it or not. Yeah, I was gonna say all the news is going around. I mean, you know, I, I didn't. I thought that the uh, Ezra Miller thing was kind of a joke, but you know, it still has traction in articles that you know everyone's like, well, you know, DC had a secret meeting, and like, no, DC didn't have a secret meeting. No one said anything, but the fans are clamoring to get the other Flash dude in there, and I mean, rightfully so. No, uh, Grant Gustin. No. Yeah, I mean, or, like, well, only rightfully so because the guy did a good show, good job on the show. The story writing is a whole different story. I can't, I can't mm. speak to that. You know, everyone fell off of that show because of the story writing at some point or another. But you know, now, now AT and T has their hands out of the HBO WB, you know, plot. So now that it's all going to be under the Discovery umbrella. Who knows if they're going to come in and bring a new DC runner in, you know, someone to actually run the whole entire gamut of creating a new universe. It just feels like here we are again. It's like, go, yeah. stop. Go, stop. It feels it again. like Panthers. No. Panthers football. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's crazy. I'm, uh, I mean, I hope it doesn't, but I don't really know. I guess if I hope it doesn't, then what am I really hoping for? I just want good DC content, just good DC movies. I don't care about connection or anything else anymore. I just want to see some good DC movies. And you know what? Got a good Batman movie. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting what I want with that. Um, we're going to see what happens in the future with the rest of it. I think that they should take a minimum of a five-year break and not put anything out. Ooh, I don't do that. I, I know. I know. Rich people want money, man. Rightfully so. <laughs> Turn around. Rightfully so. And actually come up with something, you know, shows, movies, everything else. Build the universe. You know, I don't care if they use Pattinson. I don't care if they, you know, all the shows that they have right now or what What can you do with them? 
I don't know but, who you have. You gotta have someone in charge. You gotta have someone. What they should have done. Okay. Yeah, I guess they should have. Yeah. Well, I know what they should have. What they still can do. You know, but it would take it would take a lot of work. It is do exactly what they did in the DC animated universe. Me and Nathan were talking about this the other day about how fantastic that universe is put together. All those movies strung together. Oh, exactly like phase one, two, and three of, of Avengers, uh, you know, the MCU, where they're all, it, all these movies building up to one point to a big ending, you know? And the difference was instead of introducing characters individually in solo movies, they dropped everybody into the first movie at one time, at the very first with Justice League War, which was great, where they're all meeting each other then, you know? And then after that, it's brought out to individual stories, individual movies where they come back together towards the end. They should have followed that that formula with with this. And I, I think they were kind of sort of trying to do that. But I would love to see just take everything in the DC animated universe and just make it live action. And it's going to be good. I'll watch every one of them. I'm ready. You know? I mean, I'm not going to contest it. I just... There's so many paths forward, and I feel like they keep jumping... <laughs> It's like it's like a bowl now, man. Like your your ball's in the wrong lane. <laughs> Get back yeah. in your own lane. Stay in your lane. Stay there. Figure out your plan and just go with it. Well, I mean, the problem is 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 you do have to worry about like image and what people think about you. Uh, you know what fans are going to say about you. And it's one of those things where Marvel has cracked the code. They've got a great plan. They put out great movies. They had a great story going forward and everything else. Now, if you do that model, we were just copying Marvel. We want something different. But if you do something different, well, why can't you just do it like Marvel? Like it's so you're always you're always <laughs> damn you do, damn you don't. Exactly, they're always like in in that point at that point. So, I mean, you're gonna be that way no matter what. I mean, once it, again, here we are. Yeah. Star Wars fans on both sides of the fence. And there's an yeah. enormous fence between them. Um, everything. I mean, literally, I don't think Star Trek's gonna find their the same kind of thing, especially now they have so much going on at one time. But then again, luckily most Star Trek fans are pretty dang peaceful. So you don't get a whole lot of contention. Yeah. You, the only time it's like, you might get a little bit cause you have like these diehards that feel like, well, it's not Trek enough. Yeah. Cause right. Star Wars and the OT fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, same thing. Yeah. Everyone clamors for something, but speaking of Star Wars, we get visions again. We're getting a whole new season of that. Apparently this year too. Awesome. I enjoyed that series. Um, We got a date. Or just sometime this year. Just sometime this year is what they said. Some of the episodes from the first season are going to get like a sequel carry on. And then the other ones are just going to be just new stories. stories. Yeah. Some of them didn't need, you really couldn't continue some of them, I guess. They were, some of them were just short short snippets. Other ones seemed, I mean, the whole thing was just a, Let's see what, you know, throw it at the wall, see what sticks. So, it was successful. Uh, for all mankind, if you ever get Apple TV, that's a show that I truly enjoy. It's coming back with its third season. Really like it. Oh, nice. You guys, if you haven't watched man. For All Mankind, watch it. It's really yeah. good. I, know, I, I always Apple. forget about the Apple TV stuff. Well, when I get it, it's going to be uh, so much stuff for me to catch up on. Yeah. <laughs> so hurry up, watch Picard, finish Rebels, 
What Greg, is that if you don't finish oh, Rebels, kind of we're going to hold you down with your eyeballs open. You hear me? <laughs> yes, I know, I know. That That's one show I wish, if I could get my wife into that, then I know I would finish it. Because once again, once I get her into something, it's what's on until there's no more to watch. Watch you it know? when you're working until 2.30 in the morning. It's not going to distract you a whole lot. Uh, yeah, I could do that. Huh, I don't know. I'm going to get Rebels <laughs> watched. I'm going to get it watched. i got a season and a half left. How many seasons are there? Four? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm... Few episodes into season two, so yeah, two. So you haven't two. gotten to end of season two yet. I'm a, I'm a little into season two, just the tip, but you know. So you need full full. <laughs> so full. much information. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't worry. When's Obi Obi Wan come out? In May. Oh, I got plenty of time. I just need May three days seven. off. Three days off with nothing that I have to do. I can finish mm. Rebels, no problem. And so you want to be our... a teenager again. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> we all know adult. How often that happens in our adult <laughs> life. Three days off with absolutely nothing to do. Yeah. But I'll, I'll get it. No, I'm lucky to get three minutes and just. <sighs> That's what she said? Yeah. Oh, realize, you realize I'm saying I'm not going to work right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's get into some shows. Unless you've got anything else you want to talk about. No, I think that's really it. I want to start with, since the other two are on Paramount, let's start with Moon Knight, especially because, Sarah, I haven't heard a lot of your thoughts on Moon Knight, except for the last little snippet you told me, and I kind of want to know uh, what's up. What's up Moon Knight and you? I was actually talking to Brian about this the other day. Matter of fact, yeah, I think it was maybe yesterday. I don't know. I don't know what in the hell's going on. I'm like, there's just, <laughs> I think I do, but I'm just like, what the this is like some chaotic shit going on because you've got this dude. I'm like, are you Steven or are you Mark? Who the fuck are you? Because I know absolutely nothing about Moonlight. Even my son, he's like, he says, Moonlight is basically Batman. I'm like, I would say to a certain degree, <laughs> but no, no, right. absolutely not. Not the way it's being portrayed. Right. Well, from what little bit I know. Man, it is all over the place. Now, I have no problem with anything that has an Egyptian base or, you know, some kind of Egypt, um, Egyptian mythology or whatnot. I mean, I can follow that pretty well. But I guess with all these avatars, so basically you have all these Egyptian, you have all these gods, they have all their avatars. We're trying to keep the guy that was the former avatar from waking this particular goddess. I think it's a goddess. God or goddess, whatever. I couldn't quite figure out. It's Amit, whichever one that is. So we're basically trying to keep that one from waking up. But I mean, it's just just so all over the place. It it definitely is. Uh, Honestly, up until this episode this week, I was really, really confused about a lot of stuff going on. It's starting to play out a little easier for me now. I'm starting to kind of understand the story a little better. Or at least I'm focused more on where they're going with it now. But yeah, I definitely get what you mean. Um, it's kind six, of a what the hell is going on. And we're already on three. Yeah. They, I'm glad that it's starting to three take to shape. Three to get some shit together. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. Like I said, it, it was very, very confusing the first few episodes. And I don't know. I, I'm enjoying Oscar Isaac's performance. And I love him being able to. And of course, I know he's not doing it on screen at the same time. But turning on and off the different characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's doing a good job with it. We're getting a lot more looks at the suit now. Yeah. Um, Which I hate. You hate the suit. (laughs) 
Do you hate Steve okay. or Mark suit? <laughs> or both? I don't hate the suit as much as I hate the CGI that they're using for the suit. You don't like that they, crescent moon cape? When they did it again. I don't even care about the crescent moon cape. Like that wasn't even a thing for me. What's a thing for me is just watching him move in it and seeing how, once again, it's defying the laws of gravity and logic. I mean, like the way that he's moving around isn't how you would expect one person to move if they were fighting, especially in any sort of suit. But anything that flows, every time I see it, I told you in the first episode, I had two flaws, both of them were CGI related. The second one, I was like, this one I liked a whole lot better. The third one, as soon as I was watching him fight again and getting stabbed and, you know, with spears, I'm like, why? Why does it have to do this? Like, I watch Halo and I'm I'm amazed in, in Halo. Like, the CGI looks so real. I love it. Like, I don't know how yeah, what kind of like resolution or anything else you guys are watching it, but I'm like enthralled with it. But when I watch Moon Knight fight and I'm like, oh, maybe I need to watch it on my phone and maybe that's my problem. I just need to like, <laughs> not pay attention to like the flaws. But that's the only thing that I have a problem with with this show right now. It's only been the CGI with the suit and with that one truck scene in the first episode. Dude, go back and watch it on a tube TV. You'll be good. You'll be like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's weird because I've always... I, I know I'm a huge Batman fan, right? Okay. But it, it does seem weird here. And I've always th- kind of thought this about Batman too. Heroes that have capes that don't fly. Like the capes got to serve another purpose. And Batman uses it for different things. And I guess Moon Knight does here too. Kind of do, do his little parachute type crescent moon, whatever. But it just seems like if you're going to have a guy with a cape on, I know the suit CGI, but why wouldn't you just put a real cape on the person? That way you get the most natural effect and flow of the suit of a cape. I didn't have a although, problem last episode. He ran all, all over those rooftops. Although Superman's uh, cape game is amazing in Man of Steel. <laughs> that, that, that's a really, really good job. But yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't just have a practical suit or practical cape. But once again, I don't know how all these things work. Um, I don't know how difficult that would be. So. They do all of the. Um, I don't. Uh, I think they still call it assembled shows. So for all the Marvel shows, they always do like the behind the scenes thing coming out, and you know, gives you a, a whole spiel on like how they made it. And I'm waiting to see where they're wearing dots and where they're not. I've seen a couple like behind the scenes, like you know, someone took a picture of the dude, like he was walking from the trailer, but nothing that has given me. A clear idea on what they're doing CGI wise. I can only tell you that my eyes can pick it up immediately, and I it takes me out of it. Like I said it in the first episode, it just takes me out of it. And I hate it. I don't want to be the snob, but at the same time, like Marvel is good at this. I don't know why it's so it's such a struggle. You know, like I've never had a problem with Thor's cape. I've never had a problem with just about any of their CGI. Even the stuff that, you know, is pointed out in flaws. Like, when you watch it, like, the sixth time, you're like, oh, wow. Like, there's a dude in the background who never got CGI'd out. But even then, like, I don't care. But this is really bothersome to me. Yeah, do you think? I don't, I don't know. It is weird. I, I don't notice it as much as what you're saying. Like, I, I tried to pay more attention to the cape because I've noticed you said that. I don't know. For me, it's just not as big of a problem. Um, But I, I still, once again, don't get why they wouldn't have a... I don't know why the suit's not a practical suit. Mm-hmm. Like, granted, I know mm-hmm. when you do, I know when you do that, you can't do the special effects of it coming on and coming off. But you rarely see that anyway. Usually, just see him in it or see him out of it. Uh, that should be a practical suit. 
Like, oh, I mean, the suit is all practical. Now, the Moon Knight suit, I'm not sure, like I said, you know, what to what degree that it actually is. Right. And, you know, it, they can use any logic that they want to, you know, like it's a god. So, I mean, are they given, is Khonshu giving him magic, you know, and the, 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 the thing is just literally on its own pulling a Doctor Strange, you know, just like it does what it wants to do. Yeah. I, we don't know any of that stuff, but I just... It, it doesn't flow like my brain would expect it to, but but then they turn around, they give me that awesome, you know, like Egyptian Marvel intro to this episode. I'm like, like I love it. Like the music, the Marvels bit, the show itself is really good. I mean, you said that this week there was a running theme of essentially like learning, you know, learning about the past of the characters, and they gave us a whole new persona, or identity i guess of mark mm. and a lot of people have rumored that it's the like the jake i believe is the one that they're going with because mm-hmm. he has that disorder yes khakis and all that he has that disorder so i don't know if how many like there actually are because i don't know that much about moon knight i do know that he has more than just mark so and well, I think that's what's throwing me off is the whole dissociative thing because I'm like, who who is the main person? It's got to be Mark, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it Mark? Yeah, so because he even, got... he even said in this one he's had it under control. I'm, I'm assuming he's talking about Stephen for a while up until recently. So I'm assuming it's something that he felt like he could control. Well, I mean, and, yep. and that does make sense, especially with the fact that you know, married to God, who's who's the girl? Layla? Like I said, they don't. Layla. Yeah. So you know that was. That's what I'm just like. Oh, there's a lot trying to put together here, and maybe it's, maybe it's because I'm trying. I'm like watching it like late at night and kind of falling out. You know, phone hit me in the face. You know that kind of thing. So I'm like, hold on, let me rewind this for a minute. <laughs> well, no, let's talk about Layla. Well, actually, were you going to say something else? I was going to say that she said something very uh, important, and it made me realize the same thing that you were saying that this whole week as a theme. Um, she said that, like. Every single time that I think that I figure out everything about you, you you bring up something new and like I, like it's tiresome, you know, like it comes to that point in your life to where it's like I thought that I knew everything about you and like here we are again and I'm still learning stuff that is troublesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to bring that up again about in another show, but that's that was very key to like where my mind was just watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things from the past come back to haunt you. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Um, let's see. So let's go in the good Oh, let's talk about Layla. Um, she is more than meets the eye. She's kind of a badass. Was she eating pickled marshmallows? What, what, what did that lady grab out of the jar? Was that some? I, that this thing had to be spiked, right? That was like in marshmallows to never clear. Yeah. That wasn't when her she mom. She was getting the passport made. Yeah, was that, that her, mom? her mom? I think it was her mom. Hmm. I didn't pick up on that. Uh, I'm be dead honest with you. At the very beginning, I realized that they were making passports and what they were doing, but I put it on and immediately got distracted. <laughs> I did watch everything from that point on, but like that very opening scene was they were having their own little therapy session where she was talking to the woman. I didn't know if it was her mom or not. I I didn't think about it being her mom, but I guess it could have been. I mean, she seemed like she cared about her. (laughs) So she was a human, a good human. Let me say that the way a human's supposed to be. (laughs) Um, I like how in this episode specifically, like you see more of a struggle between Mark and uh, and uh, Stephen. Like during battles, every time you walk by something, Stephen's at trying to get out. 
I still don't understand the whole control thing. Cause like if Mark just gives him control back, can't he just retake it next time he falls asleep? Cause isn't that what he does every night anyway? Like, why what, is he so scared of not being able to get back? What it appears to be is that whenever Stephen unknowingly released his conscience every single night, that he would go to sleep. Okay, so he didn't know what was going on when he was going to sleep, and that's why he started to tether himself to the bed and, you know, figure out all those other things that he needed to do. So apparently, like, when you let you let your conscience slip and you go to sleep or get knocked out or like any of those types of things it opens the door like you know uh it's very much jane from doom patrol Mm -hmm. it's like if if the if no one's upstairs then someone has to go upstairs and when mark goes to sleep or steven goes to sleep you know mark comes out to play which you know it's mark's body anyway it's just that steven finally like went to sleep Mm -hmm. so what i think the control aspect is is that mark Mark was in the control all the time. And then maybe he started to realize is that like when he would go to sleep, he was doing other things and that's when he was losing control. And then eventually like it slid into Steven, Steven having his own life. He probably did it for a couple weeks or months. And that's why Layla was trying to find him. And then Steven only came out to play like a couple times. And like, he was trying to hide Conchu away from Layla because he was probably threatened by Conchu that if he doesn't get his act together, Conch, you probably saw like him slipping between the personalities. He's going to come and nab his, you know, girlfriend because she was a badass too and could handle her own. So she didn't have issues like that. I like your logic. That makes like, total sense. Everything like, you just said. So yeah, like it a lot. Be twenty five dollars an hour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Kanju's an interesting character. You get to know more about him. You we get to meet some of the other gods. Uh, there's obviously a love interest that Kanju had or a f- close friend. I'm not sure. Maybe it's not a love interest. Uh, the, the council or the meeting of the gods is what I'm calling it. It, um, it was interesting because here you have an actual God who's telling you this. Then you have a person who's just a person, right? Like it, what's his name? Uh, I had it written down here cause I can't remember. It starts with an A. I can't even remember it. Uh, Ethan Hawke's character. Oh, He's just a person right. now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they well, let, let him yes. in and they believe him just. Like that. That's what I'm confused of, over because yeah. all these people are, I guess, the avatars of the gods. Correct. So was Haro? Was he a past avatar of Kanshi? Yes. Yes. And okay. we're yet to learn how he he. So now, and that might be one of the reasons why they're like they know Kanshi because he sounded like a little, he sounded like a child. You know, even though, you know, it's kind of like he would stomp and, you know, he wasn't getting his way. He's like, he's a bad guy. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, and you're bringing heroin and it's like, okay, well, hey, been there, done that. He got me in trouble, even though I was his avatar. And now you have Mark over here looking like he's about to lose his freaking mind because he is unwell. So, and that's, I'm just like, what? That's what he's like. What is going on right here? Yeah. What is going on? It, it just the- seems like to me in that moment, being gods, you'd be able to figure out one way or the other without either of them telling you what's really happening. And if you couldn't, based on what they told you, a little bit of investigation before you sentence should, should be should be in order, I feel. you know, It was kind of weird. I was like, ah. uh-oh, here we go. So Kevin says the other gods are in on it. 
Well, that so makes more sense. What it one of the best parts about this episode was the unveiling of the villain plan. And so Haro Haro, however you want to pronounce his name at the end of the day is playing everyone because no one knows unless, I mean, I mean, unless, you know, like some, like Kevin saying is right. No one knows that he's trying to find the, her, the other God that was banished mm -hmm. and he's already her avatar. He channels yeah. her power. That's where he's getting it from. Okay. And so if he's hiding that and masking that, then he's playing, you know, uh, he's just shut up and coloring while everyone else thinks that he's just a simpleton who used to be a part of it. So shut up and coloring. That's great. <laughs> I don't know what else you can really, you can do to actually try to mask your master plan. And then as soon as Khonshu at the end is sucked into the stone totem thing that they create for him, he's out of the way because Khonshu is probably the only one crazy enough. We've seen this in multiple movies and TV shows. He's the only one crazy enough to stop Harrow from doing what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And so as long as he's playing nice with the other gods and keeping his mouth shut, all he had to do was just, you know, keep picking on, Conch you into in Moon Knight until it reached that point in time to where it's like, oh, now they no longer trust him, and now we have our in. Good point. Because nobody suspects him. The whole point of him talking to of of uh, Mark or Stephen talking to the other god, like before Conch was channeled through him, was the friend moment. Like you know, like that's the probably going to be the liaison that he needs later on in order to try to be like, look, here's my proof. And I need you to like bring Conchu back so I can have that power back. So fair point. So does with Conchu now being in stone, his power should still be able, or they should still have moon Knight through the avatar. Right? Because if the other goddess is, I don't know, I'm assuming do we have just a powerless Steven? Now? I think I think we're he's just gonna go for a walk and realize the suit doesn't show up when he needs it. Because hmm. it it's it fits the bill. They're now gonna be in episode four. If it fits the bill for him to figure out in the fourth episode how to come up with a plan to get Harrow, how to come up with a plan to get Konshu, make the fifth episode the struggle for him to do it, and the sixth one for him to come in and save everyone's ass and save the world, it's a perfect three episode combination. You raise good points. I think they might be going in that direction. Uh, I, I'm still wondering how this is all going to tie in or how they would tie this into the MCU. And I was thinking about that earlier. What is the timeline of this uh, series? I don't know if this one's been officially revealed yet. Probably has through somewhere else. But I mean, at the end of the day, what you have is uh, they're pointing out that one of the um, Black Panther comic book people was in the temple with the rest of the gods you have uh that connection so like they could come out with uh wakanda storyline in the next black panther movie they could be just trying to figure out how to come up with a i don't know i guess like i said before like an outside of the u.s avengers kind of you know category avengers worldwide I don't know. Top flight security of the world, Greg. <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to see how they're going to tie it in. I'm not saying they can't because it's Marvel. They'll figure a way out. Um, I, the timeline just kind of 
question uh, came in my mind because there, there are the two um, sky altering events, how he summons the gods or how he does something that they can't so ignore. Cool. How he said it, which one was cool, you know, clips of the sun, no big deal. That happens. Okay. The other one was turning back the stars. And that's why I was thinking about, I was like, wait a second. If he did this like during phase one, two or three, wouldn't somebody have seen that or known about it? Like, wouldn't that be like Everyone's a been saying. world changing event? Makes me think it was probably after. Um, I don't know. Cause all I know is every time I watch moon Knight, every single time the damn algorithm wants me to watch Eternals after it. And I'm like, no, I've already seen that movie. I don't want to watch it again. Like every single time though, it's like, Hey, check out Eternals. If you like this, I'm like, nah, not quite the same, but. Well, we know, we know a bunch of the other ones. Like Hawkeye was, I believe 2024. Um, what was the show before that? Was it Loki? Doesn't really matter. Uh, you know, that can be whenever. Um, yeah, I can. It's just it's gonna... there's so much of it that's gonna that's gonna come into playing a role. I don't. You're right. Like how there was a great um, meme, and it was uh, there's that scene in Endgame where they're like, you know, there's an underwater earthquake, and like, well, we're, we'll concern ourselves with it when we concern ourselves with it. And they're saying the same thing about this one when he's turning back the moon. It's like well, it's not our big deal. Like we don't have to worry about that right now. It's just the stars moving. Yeah. No one's killing anybody. It only happened for a second, y'all. Just leave it 30 seconds. <laughs> uh, Kevin in the chat says he thinks Kang shows up some in this show somehow. Mm. Hey, I want to see him sprinkled. If they don't use him and start peppering him in now, because they need to do a better job than they did with Thanos, or else how do you top Thanos? You need a more diabolical, in-your-face, like all... If Kang is so many different iterations, we need to see that. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't know if we see him in this or not. Um, I wouldn't. I don't really care. It'd be cool, but it's not going to disappoint me if we don't. You know, because it's not something I'm expecting to, or like you know, watching the show because I wanted to see that. Uh, but it'd be cool. You're, you're right. They do need to pepper a little more. I, I think they did a good job with Thanos. Um, minus changing his look. I'm not saying they did. Optimize it. Okay. All I'm saying is, is that how do you move on to the next thing? Make the next thing better. To make the next thing better, you want to see. You want to see him come in and like play all the different roles that he could possibly pay play. Okay. Kevin says Kang in the comments uh, goes back and was an Egyptian king. I did not know that. So well, maybe that is something they're going to tie into it. It's a good point. Time will tell. Three episodes left. Ross, you gave the. Uh, <laughs> I will you, tell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gave the um, the pathway, which they're probably going to follow because I'm sure they listen to the show. And they're like, hey, let's do what these guys say. No, you're probably right. That that is kind of the standard formula for what's going on right here. I'm sure it's probably going to end up working out very similar to that. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, so I think it's funny that that. Well, I guess not really. The more I think about it, that Stephen doesn't have. Uh, I keep wanting to say John because I'm thinking Halo doesn't have uh, Mark's knowledge, and Mark doesn't have Stephen's knowledge. Like about things, so like they would need Stephen for like the more book side history stuff with Egyptian whatnot, and they need Mark for everything else <laughs> that there is to do. <laughs> so interesting because I, I just feel like you could just ask Mark, but then again, or ask Stephen, but I guess he wasn't. He said he wasn't going to do it without coming out. So they came out that one all time these, to fight. All these pieces of paper and this full tapes to dig together a store. <laughs> 
all the things that they, they were trying to do when he's sitting there uh, while he goes into the, the mystical glass pyramid of the rich dude. Um, everything blows up and they just need to grab scavenge the last little pieces. All these things happen. Then Steven comes in and tapes together a star. And that's what solved the problem. I was like, they could have done a little bit something different than that. Yeah. At least make a balloon draft. I don't know. You, all you do is tape together a few pieces of paper into a star. And he did it like he knew how to do it, like immediately. Like, oh, this is, this is, I, I read in books. This is what they did. They, they made shapes out of stars. And yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, Kevin says, I wonder if Steve's been calling when he calls his mom. You know, I asked that a few weeks ago, Kev. I was, um, because it, it actually kind of explains it. Now, are they, they dove a little bit into it whenever you first met Layla and she was talking about, he says something about his mom. She says, oh, y'all are talking now. So I don't know where they're going. I don't know if we'll ever hear anything about that or ever find out an answer about that. But Seems like it's we haven't seen problem. him call his mom in a few episodes. Yeah, you I think know? what we were saying was that the uh, it was almost like Stephen was calling his mom because Mark couldn't talk to his mom. Right. So it was like that that part of like the the, the brain Playing tricks on him. Right. Well, the, the question is, who is he actually calling? Like, is he calling his mom? Because whoever he's calling, he's leaving a long conversation message on the answer machine. Like he's talking to somebody. Do they never answer the phone? Who Are you Are you going to answer the phone for someone who says later skaters every single time they get off the phone? Like, oh my God, this guy again. Oh, I'm so going to sign up. Well, if it was my young and I would hope so. Because then the kids say crazy stuff. Yeah. I don't know, man. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, trying to I'm think. Just, I mean, I will stick with it because, I mean, I, I I do have a little bit of interest in it, but I'm like, okay, can we like just chop, chop, chip, chop, chip here? Let's let's get to where we're going. I have liked all of the Marvel shows, and my qualms with any of them have been very, very small. And like, it, like just for this show, like once it's done, if it tells a good story, I'm on board. Mm-hmm. Like if my only qualms are the CGI or the suit, that's on me. But I, I will take it and I will own Watch it. Watch it on your phone. Yeah. Like, everything else, like I still stand by, like really enjoying what they did with WandaVision and everything else from that, that point on has told a different story and a different tone. And it's been really cool. I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed all the Marvel shows. I mean, there's nothing mm-hmm. that I've hated. Um, some more than others, but they've done a good job. It's Marvel, man. It just felt like I said, everything they put out is, is decent. And, and decent is, is kind of, you know, still underselling it or yeah it's underselling it like think about venom think about venom and then say what you want to say that's a great point (laughs) that's a very very good point i think the worst marvel movie is better than the best venom movie yeah so there you go that's a good point Uh, kevin oh kevin in the chat says the postcards he had has has his place look like the ones at his job that's something i never noticed did y'all know i didn't even notice postcards at his place i don't pay that much attention to it i suppose He's a fool for his work, man. There's a reason why that Steven went to go do what he did. There's a reason why that, that identity advanced in that direction. So just like the whole mom situation, like why is he calling his mom or whoever it is that he's calling? And he keeps saying that it's his mom. It's got to be because his brain is trying to do something. And even though that he has a split, you know, associative dis- identity disorder. Dissociative disorder. Um, even though he has that, it whatever's in him is still trying to get out. Da-da-ts. So, 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I said so we're what halfway through. Halfway now? through. Mm-hmm. Halfway through uh, Moon Knight. So almost there. I'm enjoying it so far. Once again, another Marvel show. Um, I I just wonder. Like I said, are we going to see this on big screen? Are we going to? I I just have so many questions about where Marvel goes in the future, but. It's it's a lot of things that I just really don't want answered until it happens, you know. Just let me see it. Let me be surprised because pretty sure Marvel's going to do a pretty good job of it. I think you're going to see all these characters on the big screen. I think that this is their way of basically pulling the bandaid off for you. I will say that as the shows have gone on, like now that like let's see, we have we had WandaVision, we had Falcon Winter Soldier. Falcon mm-hmm. Soldier. We had uh, Loki. Then was Loki after that? Uh, no, Loki, the the animated one was before Loki, wasn't it? Loki okay, well, the, the animated one counts, but I'm not going to count it for this right okay. here right now because it kind of told a bunch of different stories. Yeah. Well, um, then there was Loki and then Hawkeye, right? Hawkeye. And I feel like as things have progressed with the show, and it could just be because like all this started kicking off whenever like COVID and everyone being home, I find the shows starting to, I think the week to week schedule is starting to kind of tick me off a little bit. Cause I'm like, I want to see it all. Like I know mm-hmm. that I, I don't want to be pissed off and be that kind of person be like, you know, give it to me now. I do think that I am only struggling because I know these episodes are short or these seasons are short and I want to see them quickly. Like I want to see all of it come out, but right. Yeah. Cause six episodes, I mean, that's pretty damn short. Yeah. But would you rather still, have a two-hour movie? It's yeah, I was gonna say because it's still longer than a movie, and they're still able mm-hmm. to pull off quite a bit. So, not I'd to mention, still rather have it like just go ahead and group it all together and just throw it out there. <laughs> I yeah, don't care yeah. if it's two hours or not. I mean, still, yeah. it's like just six weeks worth. I mean, that's just kind of crazy to me. I don't know. I'm impatient. <laughs> oh <thinking>. yeah, <laughs> y'all are his fans. Uh, Kevin in the chat says his peak love for Marvel ended with Endgame. Very fittingly, yeah. or very fitting, and uh, he he still loves it. It's not the same, and honestly, I, I'm the same way with you. Like, I don't know if I'll ever love anything else Marvel does as much as I'd love the build up and the hype into Endgame. Uh, but maybe that was a ten year investment. I mean, it was. It was a fun ride, man. It was a real fun. That's ride. that right there is the point that I always try to make to people. I'm like, no one was deeply rooted into the Marvel universe until like by the time like after the first avengers movie mm-hmm. the first avengers movie brought everyone brought that possibility to life for people and then everyone was like you know iron man was a big thing hulk was a flop captain america was cool people like to see it. it i mean all the movies were really good and then avengers showed you what they could do mm-hmm. by the time we made it to infinity war i mean everyone was getting on board because the hype had like was really ramping up I mean, oh, yeah. I, I saw the uh, the patch today that said Infinity War veteran, you know, like with the war ribbons and stuff on it. Yeah. There's, there's Clone Wars re- veteran and Infinity War veteran. <laughs> and I was like, those are badass because, you know, that's how you feel after going through that whole that whole 23 plus mm-hmm. saga. And I mean, everyone's I'm with you, but at the same time, I'm really not trying to I'm really trying to. Uh, keep my expectations low because I know that they're starting over. They're building over right. again. And even though all the things that we have loved, I am a humongous Iron Man fan. I'm not going to really get to see like Iron Man again. 
and I know that to still be like in this universe, like I love all the, the Marvel stuff. I just have to be the patient and be like, they can do it again because they did it once. They did it fantastic. But right now I'm like, I just need to breathe probably is what I need to do. And just mm-hmm. go watch all the other stuff that I didn't watch because I was too busy watching all the Marvel movies over and over again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I also got to think about it like me and Kevin are saying here, and I guess Ross, you're kind of agreeing with us. It's just that peak moment. Imagine though that you're eight years old when Iron Man comes out. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and what your mindset would be right now, I imagine it would be a lot different than what I'm feeling. And, and even with all the Marvel movies, are out which i love they're great movies i still don't enjoy the marvel reading nearly as much as i do other companies so while they've i feel like they've nailed the movies um you know modern day writing like there, there was a period you know me and nathan talking about this the other day there was a period of marvel writing man it was just prime writing and a lot of these stories for these movies are pulled from that time period uh so there was that the, you know so i don't know maybe and that's what it people is making me. you know making these movies and being a part of it and then that, that might be what it is. That's yeah. where their their love from it came came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because maybe the 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 last series of movies were like from my time frame, from the, the the stories that I enjoyed reading, and now we're gonna get stuff from stuff I'm not nearly as familiar with, and maybe that's why I'm not as excited for it. You know, I mean, when when you tell me there's gonna be a civil war, I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> like I'm, I'm down for that awesome storyline. <laughs> you know. Uh, of course, you know, they, they did they took liberties with it, which they would have to. And I'm fine with that because they did a good job. But I think maybe that, that might be it. Maybe that's why I'm not as excited for the next phase of Marvel. A little bit of fatigue. And I'm not as knowledgeable about Marvel going forward past a certain point. Because my Marvel reading stopped a few years ago. I've tried with a few things. Really have. But nothing's, nothing's stuck. The Infinity Saga is like... The best way that I can tell people is like, imagine imagine i mean if you were an original trilogy star wars kid i was and that was my jam that was three movies and everything else that i had was apparently all now in the wind you know all those uh extended universe stories but that's what i had we didn't have content like we have now like now the infinity saga is kids original trilogy you know even to me like i don't know if anything will top it but then again, they came out with, you know, one, two, and three, and three was a badass movie for Star Wars. So even then, you know that they could turn around and do something. It's just going to take a while. Like you said, the fatigue is real. It's real for everybody. Mm-hmm. We struggle with fatigue in different fandoms in different ways. But for, for Marvel, it's very much like they did a fantastic thing. And how do we move on from that? I, I think psychologically or so, well, not psychologically, but socially Marvel has done something for the, for at least America, or at least where I'm at too. Um, whereas like, you know, for the longest time we were always had something to look forward to with Marvel. We knew what was going on. We knew it was coming up. We're like new Marvel content coming out was like a standard. Then COVID hit and things started to go down. Now bringing Marvel back in is starting to give people more of a sense of normalcy in life, bringing the shows back in at a time. So that, I think that's part of what, marvel has with people right there is making them feel marvel became such a normal part of life like new marvel content coming out that when it stopped it almost was a good point for it to stop because it was a point where a lot of people seemed a little fatigued after endgame and now they gave us a little break now we have marvel coming back into our lives on a more scheduled basis you know helps out a little bit i love the 
the when San Diego Comic Con they did that um, Marvel therapy the 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 in game therapy like <laughs> tent or booth or whatever it was to where it's like if you have PTSD from everything that happened come and talk about it <laughs> I mean just because it was hilarious like it's funny because I mean like when you get done with that movie you're like oh my god <laughs> yeah you picked up the hammer lightning came like all these things happen and like then you know. Iron Man died, and then everyone's back. And what happens? How does it? Boom! Like you're just you just don't know what's going on. Yeah, agreed. Well, it okay. took me three times to watch Infinity War before I could watch without tears streaming down my face. Yeah. I'm like, I can't with this. <laughs> tell you some stories about that one when we get done. Yeah, there's still a couple tearjerker moments in that movie. Um, Kevin says it's how he felt about the Dark Knight trilogy. He wanted to see another Batman after that with a new Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, it's weird though because I don't think you can. Well, especially with the way Marvel has their universe, I don't think you can do like uh, just introduce another Iron Man and oh, have another mm-hmm. Iron Man movie because they're that's solidified. That's the problem with the structure of their universe. Is once something's gone, it's gone. Well, you know, like well, Tony Stark's gone. Yeah, true. You know, I mean, there's but, a whole lot that's going. Yeah, I, I thought that's what he was going to say. He didn't want to see another Batman. I, I thought that's where he was going to go. Yeah. Ah, okay. okay. So after the Dark Knight, you're like, nope, that's the Batman. Like, that's the one I wanted. That's what I needed to see. And like, that's it. I, I was like, because that's how I felt when I watched it. And I, how did I not know that? Did I just blink out the knowledge that Josh Brolin was going to be Batman and Batfleck beat him? I didn't know I'm that he had tried out that. and it was like right up to the end of like he was going to be Batman in the, in the Snyder. Oh, I can't say that. Yeah, I know. Well, you have to really think about it. But I mean, I didn't know that until like a couple days ago. I'm like, wait a second. Did I just dump that knowledge or like what happened? Probably. Yes. I mean, I could yeah. see it. I, I couldn't see a lot of people that they've cast for Batman. I couldn't see Ben Affleck doing whatever they cast him for it. You know, yeah. but somebody looks good in the cow. That's all you really need. Good voice, you just need good lips and good white <laughs> eyes. Sometimes you need more than that. <laughs> you have to growl. Oh my god! Uh, all right, we were talking about Moon Knight. Was there uh, anything else y'all wanted to? We went on a Marvel uh, squirrel there, chasing Marvel squirrel. Anything else y'all want to bring up about Moon Knight? Mm. Um, I did like the CG of the turning back the stars. So for all the other CG that I don't like, I did like what they were doing with that. Even though, like, yeah, I know it makes no sense. And, like, where are the rest of the heroes when you need them? Or someone to, you know, flag that thing from happening? Um, what? Uh, Oscar Isaac had another... He had a whole jacket callback from, like, Force Awakens. He was talking about how he loved the jacket, like, when he got stabbed and he yeah. was changing in the car. I'm like, yeah. is, that like a, is that a Star Wars callback for Oscar Isaac? <laughs> Might be. They but, like doing. I that. mean, beyond that, no. I mean, I like the episode. Once again, one problem. That's it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Going to continue to watch uh, for the show and because it's a great, great series. No, yeah. the temple, the tunnels, the the uh, pyramid of um, Giza. Like, yeah, all that, that was really what was cool. inside of it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, really? Okay. (laughs) Always find a way to make reflections pop out of nowhere where reflections shouldn't be so that he can talk to himself internally. So, 
Yes, which is kind of weird that he has to see himself in a mirror to be able to talk to himself, but I don't know the rules of that game, so I can't really say it's not right. Uh, let's see. Kevin says he don't know, doesn't know why movie theaters don't show these for specials. Uh, yeah. i tell you what, Kevin. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's an agreement somewhere where they're not allowed to. <laughs> oh, don't worry. When I open the Watchtower here in uh, Walnut Cove in a couple of years, there will be... <laughs> All kinds of stuff like this at my drive-in theater. And this episode of this podcast right here, right now, will be the reason why you get shut down. <laughs> probably. Probably so. No. Uh, you know, I, I got, I'm got. i in tight with all those uh, studios. So that's why I have the intro, you know? Ah. I want. The trick is if you don't make money with what you're doing, you really do whatever you want to do. So. <laughs> it's called passion. Drive-in theater. That's right. Just for passion. Uh, but no, I am I am trying to open a drive-in theater. Hopefully within the next few years. It'll be fine. We'll see. Probably never happen. But uh, if it does, y'all come check it out. Um, all right, let's go on to Paramount Plus shows. Let's... Which one do you want to start with? Sarah, which one? Let's go ahead and hit Halo. Ah, good oh. call. That's what I was going to say too, but I was like, ah, let's see what they want. Okay, <laughs> let's do Halo. Um... Look, I, I really like this show, but I really need, like, the mask thing bothered me at first. Then I was like, okay, I need to see guys in motion. I need to see him in his full suit, one, when he should be, like when you're on a planet where you don't know anything about, not just walking around in your suit and not your helmet. And two, I need to see this guy in a suit fight, like for real. We got the opening scene of the uh, in the first episode where they take out the, the Covenant. But we haven't seen him do really any action in the suit since then. And it's like, I really, really need to see that. Like, I'm cool with the helmet being off sometimes. But I do want to see Master Chief in his badass uniform kicking some ass. When are we going to get that? Well, this is like three of nine episodes. And I think that... Was it the third or fourth? It's like the fifth one, isn't it? No. What am I talking about? Uh, No, it's episode four. Third? Was it four? Episode four, yeah. Homecoming. Are you sure? Sure. Yeah, it is four because the next one, no, 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 you're right. Yeah, oh. it is. Oh yes, I got it right. I said I wrote it down, but I, but I, I, you know, I always <laughs> doubt myself and stuff like that. So, okay, yeah. so we're so, four episodes in, so we're almost halfway, right? It's ten episodes. Yeah. So I mean, like, it, you know that it's going to have to be a battle. You know you're going to have to get something because at the end of the day, what you're once again having is they're trying to establish, and even though like the diehard Halo fans who have their halo up here, you know. If if you don't, if you don't create a good story, you can't make anyone happy. Right, and that's what they're trying to do. They already got signed for a second season. There's no telling where the season's going to end. They know we don't. But if they're reaching the halfway point and we're starting to get, we just saw the other half. Now, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a sciencey episode next, and hopefully after that, it's just war on war on war. I hope so, man, because I need to see some battles for real. Um, well, Kevin in the chat says he played the first three games and has no idea what's going on. So <laughs> I didn't play the games like that, or at least the storyline. I just played battle, you know, combat with my friends with it. I never actually played the storyline. So I really don't know a lot about what's going on other than the basic stuff, the looks, the sounds, the weapons, stuff like that. So for me, it works, too. Like, I, I don't need to know what's going on. I don't know how far this derives from the actual storyline in the, in the game 
but I think it does quite a bit, to be honest with you, because I think you kind of had to, like you said, or else you got to have a story. Yeah. I don't think that Halo, the games actually, I mean, they have a story, but I don't think they have enough of a story to give you like mm-hmm. a composition, you know, right. like, I think it's more have... of a mission. Like you, you're, right. you're, here's your characters. You have a little bit of background, but this game is the storyline is a mission you're on. I think I don't. And that's what makes a lot of people unhappy because when you play the game, you start to develop your own headcanon with all of that stuff. How do you, how do you play a game that's just a shoot, a shoot game without actually figuring out what you're shooting at and why? I mean, like they give you a bunch of the uh, bullet points, but you have to fill in the cracks. So I think with this, I mean, like, what are we, what's everyone doing? I mean, they're pissed off because it's not meshing with what they have in their head. And everyone else, I, I enjoy it. I know nothing. I, I know enough about Halo, like you said, just to be comfortable in the universe. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything else. I know they changed the name of or the color of the team from like gold team to silver team. And everyone was like, what? No, <laughs> no, no, <way>. no, <laughs> no, no, no. That's not Halo. And like that right there was a big enough problem. And then, you know, taking the helmet off, that, that's a whole problem for other people. And at the same time, like. We can't have all of these shows with helmets on and expect just for all of them to work. I mean, you have to have some sort of like emotion and story. He is coping and going through this whole entire cycle that you have to be able to see in a different point of view. I I can agree with you on that. And that's why I don't have a problem with it being off. Now they did do the cool view in this episode where mm-hmm. you can see him inside his helmet with the, where he's looking through the HUD, to, to, which we're going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, which is kind of the Iron Man way to do it, which is a good way you could still show the character. I, I just, there's certain times where he needs to have his helmet on. Like, I'm sorry, if you're that kind of warrior and you're going to a planet you don't know and you're walking around a full battle rattle anyway, why are you holding your helmet in your head when your helmet has a heads-up display that can tell you a hell of a lot more than your eyes can? You know? Like, that that bothers me. Like, in that situation, you wouldn't take your helmet off. You know? So, so this, those kind of things, I need to be wearing it, but not all the time. I get it, you know. Yeah, in this scenario, I mean, that's it's it's transformative. Mm-hmm. They're trying to show him, like, instead of just you know going and standing at ease and waiting for the next order, you know, he's actually he's actually looking without being told, and that's important to remember because a lot of people in the military think that you know when you join that you're just told, 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 and like sometimes you have to be able to fill in the cracks. That's what turns you from you know bottom rank to a higher rank you have to be able to figure out how to move forward or else you're just going to be a peon for the rest of your life he's never been a peon i mean they show at the beginning you know all those maybe not the beginning of this episode some point in the episode where they're all being trained from a young age you know he was trained to be the to be the master chief you know that's what halls he wanted him for and like he spent his whole life playing going from being imaginative to being the, the straight laced military person. And now he's finally like breaking out of that. The only way that you can show it is by <coughs> him, by his face. Like right. he's thinking with his eyes. Like he doesn't have to say a whole lot. And it was interesting that they popped that one little, um, that component at the base of her spine because mm-hmm. Kai, she watched him do that. And she's like, Oh, let me try this too. Mm-hmm. She was weird as shit in this last episode. I'm like, dude, lady, you're scaring me. <laughs> Because I'm like, you're just. But they did show the one thing that I have been wanting to see all throughout this episode. And I can't wait to see it in action. That and that what? is the needler. Oh. Yes. 
Yes. Uh, even because, like I said, Brian hasn't been watching this. But I was like, Brian, look at this. They got. He's like, oh shit, that is a needler. <laughs> By far one of the coolest guns ever. I mean, and they did what I don't understand why they wouldn't have done at any other point in time. Why wouldn't you have the people who fight and talk to these people to the enemy actually help the scientists figure out more about the enemy? Why is why are there so many clear divisions? I think we're gonna find out that's all Halsey, so and I'm just yeah. curious how they treat the Spartans because the Spartans, I mean, yes, they're like the elite, but it's almost like they're mindless drones. It's well, like they kind of created them for that. That's exactly right. That's why they have those capsules in them. That's why when she pulls it out, she does the rebellious act of dyeing her hair. Um, and I, I don't know if it was like this before, but her suit's painted red too. Got some red paint on it. I don't know if it was like that before. Yeah, they kind of had colors in the first one in the battle. Okay, I couldn't remember or not. But um, yeah, I mean that's that's what the point of the capsules are. Is they're not supposed to feel any kind of emotion. Mm-mm. You know, like apparently they can't even smell or taste, which is weird. I'm Master Chief. He's all in his fields now. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I'm like, I mean, he started to get mad. He's like, so this past episode, oh. looking at her like, uh, you were at my house. Why the hell you at my house? I'm like, oh, oh, oh drama. <laughs> Back in my day, there would have been charges. <laughs> you can't touch me there. That's my no-no square. So I think the next, I'm, I'm curious to see what next week's episode is going to entail because he, he about to get mad. Yeah. Well, we finally got a little bit more uh, detail on this Soren and Quan storyline. Um, I don't know how this is going to tie back into the whole thing or if it's going to be kind of a separate storyline the whole time. But I do like Soren describing, you know, what it's like to get your memories back. And he explains why memories are important. And then, he, you know, took him a year to remember that his father was dead and then took him another year to remember that he killed him. I was like, wow, OK, that's yeah. crazy. That's pretty deep. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like insane. But I still have questions about about his father, about John's father. Um, you know, Sarah, we talked about this last week. We, you know, he's drawing the drawings and then they his dad gets really mad about the drawings. Mm-hmm. And they bury them instead of destroying them, which seems kind of pointless. But I feel like you buried him for a reason because you didn't want him destroyed. But what did his dad know about those artifacts that made him freak out like that? Like do people his have dad was like what like a horticulturist or something? I mean, because he was like that with like the plants and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm wondering what he knows about. There's there's something more to it. We just don't know yet. I feel. But I think his dad's going to come into a bigger role, or uh, my, my, yeah, a much bigger role with the story. Um, do you think? You know, Sarah. Last week's episode was who's the bad guy. Do you think Halsey ends up being a bad guy? To a certain extent, I think, yes, because she's masterminded all this. I mean, like I said, you know, she was the one behind Cortana, which that was super weird how Cortana was created. Did not expect to see that in that, you know, form or fashion. I'm like, okay, that's weird. Cracked her like an egg. But anyways, so, um, you know, and and plus I think it's like, what is all the, um, like the DNA manipulation and all this kind of stuff. So basically it's like the Spartan program to me, that's just, the more you're, you know, peeling back layers, I mean, something doesn't seem right. So I'm just kind of curious. And then also you've got Halsey's daughter. Um, she, what was her name? The one that finally figured out, oh, let me ask the Spartans about the, <laughs> you know, maybe they know. But I mean, it was just, it's just a weird, I mean, 
she, it's almost like she's like one of those power hungry scientists or doctors where it's like, okay, it's my way. I want to do this. Come hell or hot water. And I think that's going to start to come into play. But um, other than that, I'm sorry. I saw Kevin's a comment. Yeah. Kevin says, that's great. Sorry, too. that threw he me out. Disappointed that he hadn't seen anybody get tea back. That Halo was the first game I can remember when that was started online. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, man. They need to throw a little tea bagging in there. Oh my gosh! <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I feel in some form or fashion, yes. I don't know if she will be the like the the main baddie, but I feel like she's going to play a large part in that because, especially with John's story, because there, like I said, there's going to be a lot of layers that will start peeling back. He's a lot of stuff, memories he's going to start to have coming back to the surface. And you know, after this last episode, I mean, he's he's getting mad, and you about to see a reaction. What if she's actually like working with the covenant? What if she is like actual like the bad bad? Like she's like the inside person. She's been trying this whole time to. I don't think she's worked the covenant yet, but I do think she has the potential if her, if she's going after like you know the next best thing. You know, I don't think that good versus evil is a thing for her as much as it is like how do we transcend? Hmm. Okay. Well, it's just like um, the the human chick. The what's it? What's her name? Maki. Mackie, Mackie, Mackie. Yeah, Greg's, you know, naked Mackie. chick. <laughs> yeah, naked. Mackie. I'm, I'm like, is she tied in? Is, is she like John's long lost sibling or something? Because I don't know if there's something she's going to tie in some in some form or fashion. That's probably like, yes, yeah, Star Wars. It. <laughs> I mean, I'm just curious because I mean, it's just I just have this. It's like I have this gut feeling that she's going to come in and it's going to be, she's going to be tied into him somehow. Tied into Master Chief somehow. Yeah. Maybe that's why I heard his dad acting so weird. I don't know. Maybe there's more to the story. Maybe there'll be more to the memories that he can, I don't know. I think the dad was just mad because there's probably some sort of policy or guideline or something that, you know, like if they were all part you of these weird camps. <laughs> no, it's like they're all part of these breach camps, and they weren't allowed to like go outside of like whatever circle that they were allowed to live in. And so, because you know he goes pretty far, but I mean, like, what do you do? Like, a kid's gonna wonder, especially when there's nothing to do around except you to draw and to look at plants. I mean, I don't, he had nothing else to do. So, yeah, and if they let the dog out there, why can't he go? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, God, sometimes that dog. Oh, that's gonna be it. Oh. <laughs> So Travis is in the chat now, and him and Kevin are sharing stories of how they used to teabag people on games. So <laughs> Travis is used to teabag people on odd job, yeah, odd job all the time on Goldeneye. Yeah, Goldeneye, <laughs> man, that was where it all started. God, I love that game, so good. Um, okay, Quan's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, look at her haircut. But yeah, how naive is this little girl? I mean, she's so naive. Fucking idiot! Like you got a wanted sign, like floating around everybody knows who you are keep your fucking mask on or your your hood on like seriously and she's here's the thing dad get murdered in front of her eyes she's gonna do the stupidest things possible right now i i i get that and that's what they're trying to go with and that, you know i'm not going through the same emotions she is so to me it looks really stupid but like if if you're you you saw your dad's general like the person that was like closest to him in command and she says it's over. Then you see your aunt, and she says it's over. 
what makes you possibly believe that it's still alive? Which are they calling it a rebellion or a revolution? Because they said it a couple of different things. I'm trying to figure it out. I mean, it's what he was trying to do was create a revolution. Right. I mean, he was trying to get peace for Madrigal because it's they're trying to pull an America scenario. Right. So all these people from uh, the Reach planet were trying to come in and get the resources from the planet, just like, you know, much like America did with North America or blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then turn around and be like, okay, that's cool. But now that we're here and we're living our own life, like we don't want to be a part of you. Like you can pay us for like what we're doing now. So who knows? I don't know, man. I, I just, I just feel like, I, I get where she's coming from. I feel like for me, if I was in her position, I'd be more about revenge than I would be trying to restart a rebellion right now. I think the first thing you got to do is take care of the, cut the head off the snake, then you start the rebellion. Well, I think Soren is just as naive, like helping her out. Like he, he knows that she ain't got nothing. And he didn't turn her in. Like that was the whole thing, right? He's like, I'm going to pay you the way. He's like, you're either going to pay me or when we get there, I'm going to turn well, you in. I, he's got a conscious. I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, he He's made John a promise that he was going to protect her. Yeah, this guy that kicked me out and gave me five minutes to get away twenty years ago. I've got to keep my <laughs> keep my word with him. That was weird. Yeah, but I mean, I, you and I are friends still right now. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but but I, it was I, I our, it was our big friendship. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I didn't tell you to get out of sight tech and never and give you five minutes before I set the alarm though. You know. Well, I thought okay, about you it. You weren't as big of an yeah. asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the character though. I like Soren. Like he, he's a cool guy. Um, did they refer to themselves his self as a pirate before he in this episode? Because he said it like three times this episode they referred to him as a pirate. Yeah, I mean the the meteor crew were all pirates. So yeah, I think that the slipstream slip space is that what they call it? Slip, uh -huh. slip yes. I yes. love that uh, that little scene where like he's actually where. John is witnessing the slip space and what's going on. And then here you have, you know, Cortana come out with her ones and zeros. Like it's not bad. It's 10 dimensional navigation, something, blah, blah, blah. And like it's, you can't see an equation. It's a bunch of lights. It looks like it, it looks pretty. He just likes the way it looks. And then John threw the emotion and there's like, be quiet. You're ruining it. Just yep. be quiet. Right. God, you're <laughs> fun out of everything. <laughs> Hey, how old is Halsey? She didn't look that young when John was a kid. You know, I mean, she's aged well. She's, she's aged a fine one. Well, a fine one. Did they do some de aging technology on her? Because she looked a little different. But I think so. I think there was like just as slightly because a it looked little a little bit. bit smoother than her cheekbones were a little more. Yeah. Cut her face. Um, yeah. yeah. Cut her hair. I don't know. I did actually find a very, I mean, it's going to be, this is nitpicking like crazy, but it, I got to say it when there, when he was walking through his house, his old house, there's like this really mature tree in there. And I'm like, how long would it take a tree like that to grow? Then I'm sitting there thinking like, how old is he? Like, do we know how old John is? We don't, but if I had to guess, I would imagine he's 30, 30s. Yes. Yeah. yeah I mean, early prime. 30s. Yeah, he's, he's prime male. If you have all of them, like, right around that age, you know, if he left that house, say, 8 to 10, 
even then I was, I was, it just sent me down like a spiral of like trying to figure shit out in my head real fast. Well, I'm trying to figure out what they saw from him because he was a scrawny kid. Hmm? I mean, he was a small, I mean, or either he was a hell of a lot younger than you think he is. That's what I'm saying. The knowledge of the, uh, of these artifacts was known before. That's why I think his dad knows something about it. Halsey knows something about it. And And I'm, I had a theory that everybody who was a Spartan or made that training could do the same thing, but then that actually got debunked in this one when all the Spartans tried to touch the artifact and it doesn't um, work. But like I said, I think there was knowledge of this artifact and the halo or the sacred ring, whatever you want to call it, before the the, the, the Spartan program was even started. You know? Now, knowing who is worthy, I guess you could say, of starting, of you know, jump-starting it is one thing. I hope that we get an explanation for that, and it's not just like random. Oh, you know, it'll be something. Yeah, I don't know. I think that the the new artifact was pretty cool, like as far as like the the visuals of it went. Um, finding, I take it back a little bit to like the whole dad scenario. Like once again, why did they bury the time capsule with the drawings in it? Why didn't they just burn the things instead? I mean. Is it illegal to burn things in that, that that place? I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. But at the same time, watching him go through all of that to come back and actually see what he saw, that, that artifact, that kid sucks at drawing because that artifact looked a whole lot cooler than it did on paper. <laughs> That's what the artifact is going to – okay, because I was trying to – all right, sorry. I was like on a little tangent here because he made me start thinking. I was like, the artifact. Then I'm like, the halo, because there's like this halo, and I'm like, that's where it's going to come from. Yep. So that whenever they get this they get this artifact, that's what's going to bring in the actual halos. It's right. like some kind of weapon or so. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I'm like, like I know it's got to come in there somewhere. Well, before it comes in, though, you remember the Covenant's got to get control of it, you know, because that's part of the story. They got to get control of it, and then we got to get it back. Good guys got to get it back, right, or stop them. Which means you get a battle in full armor. I'm waiting for the. Because I'm like looking at the, I'm just trying to just refresh my memory here. Because then it's like, okay, you've got, like I said, the covenant. But then it's like, are they going to bring in the flood? The flood are those like weird little devil nightmare looking things. And it seems like that's the one thing that I think that the halo was created to take those little things out. Hmm. I'm, I'm just trying to remember some of this stuff. Like I said, Brian played this. I remember seeing all this. I'm like, what is that? You know, you'd see like a broken halo and all this, and then all these god awful bug looking things. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to bed. Bye. You play. It's fine. <laughs> so it's just like, it's like, I'm like, at least if you're going to base it on a game, at least bring in those specific items or those specific things. You know, like I said, you know, we're talking about the guns, you know, like the. Like, you know, like I said, the needler, you know, like the gun that Master Chief, you know, the Spartans carry, you know, like there's like certain things I'm like, you've got to have in here. So now it's like, what we're coming up with episode five. I'm like, are we going to finally get this? Maybe like six or seven. We'll finally see the halo. Because, you know, it's going to all these different planets. Watch it be the finale. Oh, wouldn't that be some shit? I'm like, damn, why are you going to wait till the last one? And they probably will. You're probably right. (laughs) I'm surprised. I actually don't remember, but I know they renewed it for season two. I do not know if they did the the one two punch and do it for two and three. So I'll have to look at that and see if they actually renewed it for season two and three. Because if so, 
then they know the story they want to tell. Right. The simple right. fact that here's the problem. They dumped a whole ton of money on this one season. Like they even say it in some of the behind the scenes stuff. Like it costs money, but it always does. Cause it's startup money. Like you got to get everything started up and invested into it. Mm-hmm. it happens with everything. But like I said before, the CG is magnificent. I love it. Mm-hmm. I, I think I, the first time I saw that the opening intro for this show on the, on the, my big screen, like, you know, a full on 4k, everything, blah, blah, blah. I'm like fantastic. Like oh, everything God. looks fantastic. So when they have the universe built, what are they going to do? All they need is a story. And if they have the story, then they're going to get signed because mm-hmm. even though like the diehards don't like it, it's a good show. And this is on Paramount and Paramount needs more original content. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. It's a good, it's a good sci-fi story. I mean, regardless yeah. of whether you know what it is or not, I mean, it's still with some good sci-fi. And you watch, you know, everyone will come, come on board, you know, I guess, especially like once the whole first season is done and everyone gets a chance to see, you know, like most shows, if people don't see where it's going, the trouble that we have, the whole reason why we do this show is to kind of have a therapy session to, to talk about <laughs> the things as we're watching them. Right. And so, without that therapy session to kind of like help you through it as it's going on, you know, most people wait until the end so that they know what's going to happen completely because they don't like sitting there week to week and being like, I have no idea what's going on. Sarah, you said it with Moon Knight. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, It's a struggle. It is. It is. Especially, like I said, especially if it's content that you're not really familiar with. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it's I always have such a hard time because like there are certain things or sometimes where I look at something and I just want to watch it. I wish I just got it all in one shot. And then there are certain times where it is fun to look forward to, you know, watching this this week. Like I just know there's certain times in my marriage where we've based nights around stuff that came out, like when Flash was good. Like we, we would base nights around, you know, when that comes out tonight or Arrow when it was good. Like we're going to watch Smallville. it. Smallville. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I saw a cool Smallville art piece today. I was I meant to take a picture of it. I completely <laughs> forgot to walk back by it for you. But, but That's right. Hopefully I'll get to take a photo with a nice um small field um piece back in, in um July. So I'm not good. Thanks though. <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> the thing about that weekly viewing stuff now is that was back when we had cable and like you know, yeah you could DVR it, but most of the time you were gonna watch it the night it came out. Now I mean, it's just whenever you want to watch it because everything's streaming. You know, mm-hmm. you can watch it the night it comes out, and if you don't, then it's no big deal because you can watch it any other time. And I think you were talking about that's why it's the perfect timing for Moonlight to come out. Was it Wednesdays Moonlight comes out? Yeah. Because it gives you that time to the break for people to be able to not have to watch it that Wednesday night, but give them that weekend to watch it. I don't know, man. So, like I said, I I I, I want to complain about the weekly stuff, but then there's sometimes where I'm just like, oh, I'm okay with it. You know, there's been nothing that's come out yet that I'm like, I've got to see what's next. Or I can't wait another week, but because even though I'm going to have to regardless. I just hate doing it. That's my own yeah. personal preference. Yeah. Because yes, I, I I need my cash and I want it now. <laughs> you know? Like I said, the beneficial thing for that with the studios is, like I said, it, it keeps the show relevant for two months instead it of it being relevant for the weekend it comes out. You know, and then nobody talks about it anymore. So. That's whatever. Uh, anything else about Halo? Um, I'm interested to see interested to see Kai's story. 
you know, I, I don't know if she's going to end up being, you know, she's going to get punished, get in trouble. If she's going to, if her being able to think is going to save them, I mean, it probably won't because let's be honest, like if you think like a machine, then you can normally just pew pew and kill people. That's what they want from them. So I don't know when we do see a fight, if she's going to be like the sacrificial lamb because of she pulled her little thing out. It would make sense. You know, it's funny though, because like they know that master chief took his out. They don't know she took hers out. Yep. So that's going to be the difference there is that they, she's going to be able to rebel without them knowing, really knowing why. So but I like her character. The others are going to follow. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know enough about going, her yet. Yeah. The way that she's going is give me enough to just be like, cool. Like, let's see what happens with you. Cause I mean, she hasn't done anything that seemed like it was too much. I mean, she put grease in her hair. Whereas I guess most people complain about their hair being greasy. That was the only thing I came up with. <laughs> I just wonder if there's going to be like a divide between the Spartans. Like if you have, you know, Master Chief and Kai, you know, that don't have the pellets or the. You know, yep. You know, versus then you have the other two where they're like, they're still going to follow orders. Mm-hmm. So, but so is it going to come down to where it's kind of like what Halsey told them the beginning, beginning when Master Chief, you know, in the first episode, she told her Spartan, she's like, protect him. So I'm wondering at some point, is there going to be a, difference where it's, it's almost like choosing sides oh uh, yeah yeah i think there will be an ultimatum there'll yeah. be a point where they have to do that but i think in the end all the spartans will stay together i think that those three are so loyal to master chief uh-huh. like beyond anything else that doesn't matter uh capsule or whatever they have or not they're gonna they're gonna follow him they did a good job showing that and forecasting it with the with the the animal talk of right how you know, like we had all these things that we loved and then, you know, they, they wanted to teach us that we loved each other more than anything. Mm-hmm. And so, or, you know, we were stronger as a unit, I guess is the best way to put it. But I mean, as dark and gloomy as it is, it's the truth. You know, if you know what the person next to you is going to do, you don't have to worry about falling down for anticipation. You know, you automatically just move. There's been people like that, that I've worked with in my career that you can just like right off of one another play right off of one another and not have to worry about what the other one's doing. And those are the best people and still great friends of mine that I had to this day from years ago. So I and think that's what they have to a, to a, a hundred exponent degree, you know, with master chief. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, it explains to when you're in situations like that with people, you build a bond. Yeah. I mean, that could explain why Soren and John, Although the stuff happened between them are still friends, you know, still battle buddies based on what, you know, so I, I get that to a certain extent, I guess. Um, yeah. Oh, the it, funeral. Let's talk about When it. Quan goes to the funeral, mm-hmm. you're right. Like with the whole hooded thing, that was the stupidest thing I thought about this whole episode. Yeah. She, she just goes and starts talking. I'm like, no, bitch. You <laughs> shut your mouth. You wait until the end when people are walking away and giving their condolences and like talking to one another. And then you're like, Hey, it's me. Here's my phone number. Call me. Mm-hmm. Meet me here, away <laughs> no. from the crowd. Yeah, no, she just like. No, you gonna call them all out, <laughs> right? <laughs> Traitors, cowards. Oh, okay. But yeah, sorry, that was the last thing I had. I just hear <laughs> no, it. Right. It's like I said, Quan's an idiot. I mean, but once again, she's playing a probably teenage girl that has a ton of emotions and hormones running through her. So she's probably playing the part pretty well for just making dumb, rational, irrational decisions. You know, as far as the moment because three episodes ago, she was doing drugs, man. 
Yeah. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I mean, in, in that state of mind, I guess it would be easy to make dumb decisions. So, uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the rest of Paramount Plus, the best of the night. Me at least the card. Um, butterflies, 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 right? For real. We just don't even care about butterflies anymore, do we? Fuck the future. No. Like, fuck. like, what is the point of what you're doing if you're just going to fuck everything up anyway? Best laid <laughs> yeah. plans. Sad. But that's what happens when you bring the damn Borg Queen with you. <laughs> what do you true. expect? This is true. So let's talk about this. We didn't get any uh, Girardi this week, except for just a little clip, you know, from the video footage, but I uh, didn't actually see any of her. Um, had a guy checking her out at the bar, rightfully so. Um, and then the, I don't, okay, I don't understand the breaking glass thing. You'll have to explain the breaking glass thing to me. So she's in this bar and she breaks this glass for some reason. Endorphins, they said. She was trying to get an endorphin rush. Yes. The endorphins. That, that sound that... gives her an endorphin rush, or just the physical act of breaking the glass. Probably just a just a physical act, or probably just something that that. Excuse me. Help. Yeah, it's it's pretty much the same way. It's when you do something like that, you know, it just gets your adrenaline pumping, and so once your adrenaline is pumping, your um words escaping me the glands are essentially secreting all that stuff. It causes those sensations for the board queen, like. The Borg does, the Borg always looks very monotone, very like dead to the world. But like all the stuff that happens in the actual person's body is always triggering all the things like their learning process. Like it keeps, imagine if you were on a con, like the best day of your life and all of your emotions and everything else were all inside you and not show showing to the rest of the world like your face wasn't showing it your eyes weren't showing it your mouth your like nothing was doing it and so all that stuff like really like accelerates what goes on the actual board specimen person body whatever you want to call it so okay that makes sense um let's see go through the notes here at the beginning okay we ended the last episode with a card and i guess like kind of a coma mm-hmm who is he talking to? Is that psychiatrist a new character? Is there somebody I should know? Is it just like a manifestation in his head? Like what's what's going on? Well, who did it end up being in the episode? Oh, good point. I didn't think about that. <laughs> I was actually just going through my notes and I forgot that was the end. I wrote it down at the end. Yeah. Okay. So so at at the beginning, we we've never seen this character. This is new. Never seen Picard's father. We have seen Picard's mother. Okay. I'm not sure if we've seen Picard's father. Mm-mm. I don't think we have. Okay. Okay. Um, the actual Romulan. character is from, he's a Battlestar Galactica. Well, so that's the thing about it. It's like, I recognized him when I first glanced at him. I thought it was Dr. Bashir. Yeah. I gave you that, but, like. That. Yeah, that's who I thought. I was like, no. And then I was like, wait a minute. That's not him. <laughs> like, okay, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> he's got the Voyager badge. He's got her, uh, calm mm-hmm. he's got like i you know like all the different things were like it was it was literally just a whole bunch of things that were like making your senses go like wait wait what who is he yeah. <laughs> and then you realize when you start to reel it back you're like oh he's no one and then yeah. you get to the end of the episode and you're like oh it's dad dad where were you you went for smokes and you never came back yeah 
Um, let's see. So the Watcher is Romulan. Duh. That's all I could think about whenever they unveiled that. Like, well, I kind of ruined that because, like, the little thing that she put on, I'm like, did it just happen to have the pointy part? I'm like, that. Well, see, that's what I thought. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, it's a nice little homage right there to her being Romulan in the future, or that character playing a Romulan character. But then they revealed she actually is, and it's like, well, wait a second. Like seriously, like the Ron, like I, I don't know. I guess just in my mind, when you talk about Watcher, uh, you know, like an omnipotent being that's, that's watching over somebody, I just wouldn't imagine a Romulan being one. What would you imagine? Not a being that uh, I've seen on any show, like like not of a race that's like, you know, another. another I'm, I was only I, curious I, what you were going to say, though. I, I wouldn't imagine to be a human or like, uh, uh, what's the other one? Um, like, uh, which, Air, Air, uh, what's it? Not Arian. Um, oh, uh, Elorian. Elorian. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine something like that. I'd imagine some species you don't know, you know, but I guess that too. anybody could be. I guess it's like a lantern. You just pick a person who's worthy and doesn't matter what, where they're from. <laughs> Who knows? So Romulans have been there for a long, long, long time, apparently. On Earth. Well, all the Watchers were sent back in time, so remember that. Okay, I didn't know that. I thought they were of the present. That makes. Oh, me... you just ruined it, Ross. You just ruined it. <laughs> yes, because that makes it even even more not okay with me. Because I already have an issue with what the hell does a Watcher do if they're just watching. <laughs> Now this has already happened, and they're going back to make sure that it stays. Come on, man. Like, really? So that's like me going back and watching Return of the Jedi on VHS just to make sure that it still plays Return of the Jedi when I put it in the VCR. No, that's like you going back in time and, like, fucking being really weird with George Lucas the whole time watching him make Return of the Jedi. <laughs> you can't make sure that he didn't screw it up. Watching. That's a better way to put no, it. No, yeah. at the end, you play the Yub Nub song. You don't play the other song. You play right. Yub Nub. That's the song you play. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I mean, that's so a good point. all of the, the Watchers are like, they protect the timeline, right? So if you protect the timeline, you know what the timeline is and then go back and protect said timeline. So, Why? but, but, but if you. But if you go back to protect it, then you have to know at said point something happens to alter the timeline. Right? That's been my thing this whole time. That's why I said last week when we were talking about it, I'm like, but if the Watcher is there, then why does the Watcher not do this or not know? Why does the Watcher not know that Q is interfering with her therapy sessions? Mm. How right. is that not happening? Mm -hmm. And we do get a little bit of a hint to that whenever he goes to uh, Whoopi's character, young Whoopi's character. Because apparently they can... They, uh, so I, I didn't know this. I'm sure y'all probably did, that that the Elorians and the Qs had a treaty? Like oh, oh peace no. with each other? I think all this information was like new. Brand new? Okay. So it's, it's, it's now, all new. Now, so from now, what I, I understand... Remember, I do remember because Ganon would always... When Q did pop around, she would always kind of make illusions, but she never really knew how far it was it's almost like i know you you know i know of you know it's like i know you you right. i know you okay. but as far as anything else that was talked about no 
Well, and you do remember at the beginning of this episode, Q came to Picard for help because something was wrong. And in this episode, she tries to summon him and he won't come. And she says, that's the first time I've ever heard of this is happening. Something must be wrong. So. But was it Q or was it the other Qs? You know, like, was it the one that we know or that's the thing? Because there's more than just the Q that we know from. Yeah, because there's a lady cue out there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they make baby cues. Yes. They have little tails. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just, I don't know, man. Like, like I'm, I'm interested to see, because so, now I'm wondering, is the is the problem the board queen? Or is the problem still something that happened with Q? Because the whole thing with Renee, I don't think was a problem at all. Like, I don't think that was the reason they were I- coming back feel like good storytelling would loop back to that okay so it probably I, I do feel like it's gonna loop back but i do think that the problem is is that they want you to think that q started it all which q probably did but q started it by bringing picard into the fold and picard's un uh, inability to sit by and watch him wait for things to happen made him and the crew go back in time them going back in time actually spurred the problem and Q was like powerless. So by Picard being there, he actually creates a problem because what happened, you just said butterfly, butterfly, butterfly. Not only is that creating its own side tangent story, but we also know that, you know, Picard's going through his own stuff. Rios is bringing people in. Now you got seven and uh, uh, Rafi going after Gerardi. And, you know, Gerardi's probably going to be the reason why a lot of this stuff happens. I mean, I don't get the whole genie in the bottle thing with Q, why that's so important right now. But, you know, now we don't know what's going to happen because apparently Picard's going to be, uh, you know, detained. <laughs> so, yes. Well, there's always, been a, there's always been the underlying thing with Picard and Q. There's always been this cat and mouse game. There's always been this, you know, Q's always accusing humanity of this that and other and apparent and it always comes down to Picard trying to you know handle it and you know straight setting him straight so you know it's for for me that would be just be a logical reason Q just blame Q because nine times out of ten it is Q's fault yeah. but now you're throwing in all this like you said the others where you know taking consideration of the board queen you know and then Girardi and all this I'm thinking oh my god she's just walking around Los Angeles just Trying to, you know, in seven and nine, I was like, well, she's going to assimilate everybody. I'm like, well, that's going to be very interesting. But, you know, yes. and, then, and then like Rios, I'm like, dude, what in the hell are you doing, man? Yes, let's talk about that. That's what are you talk about that. doing? My callback <laughs> to that quote that I said earlier from Moon Knight. Every time that she feels like that, that, that doctor feels like she's got a handle on him, something else comes up new. And not only then, every time someone feels like they know something about Picard. They keep bringing up new stuff with Picard. Yeah. You know, the, the, the man has lived multiple lives. And, you know, they, they alluded to it in this episode. You know, like, why does everyone still call you Captain? You know, they didn't say that to him, but it was part of the dialogue in the show. And once again, every time someone thinks they know something, something else happens. And so when you feel like you have the story in front of you, boom, you know. He's a new, complicated man. New bomb. That's mm-hmm. for sure. I, I do want to talk about that Rios thing, though. He teleports the doctor and the boy to the ship, which, why? 
Like there's the, there is zero explanation as to why that's a good. Somebody idea. won't think of where they're headed. Yeah, well, they they were just the wrong head. Exactly. Um, yeah. Okay, so, so it's called Carson, love. Make yeah. you do crazy things. What's it called? Call <laughs> them like, um, lady. I told you to trust me. Now, okay, I'm I'm telling you that, why because I'm not completely crazy. Just so you know, that won't hold up in court. But, <laughs> it's called love. It's called passion. It's yeah. a passion crime passion. Um, so okay, guards in this coma, right? And uh, the the moment he beamed that little thing down into his hands. And yes. Yeah. You know? So like this tool, he doesn't know what it is or what it does, right? But he gives it to the doctor, and he's like, "Make it work, fix it, do do what feels right." And and, and literally all she does is hold it, and it opens up, and it fixes him. And I'm like, okay, first of all, it seems like anybody could have done that. But second of all, like, why would you entrust her to use this when you don't even know what it is or what it does? Because he's not a doctor. You're a doctor. You well, can figure it out. I do feel like that was a, kind of like a trust move. Like, here, do it. Because even though he wouldn't have been able to figure it out, when it comes down to, like, you know, the, the nits and the grits of the whole entire story, he probably could have done whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, I do think it was completely stupid to where he's just like, you know, here is my hope. Take it and create a prayer so that we can kind of turn this whole situation into the smiley face. You it's know? a neurological <laughs> thing. Brain, right? <laughs> yeah. It, it kind of blew my mind. That and then, you know, he's... He's, he's definitely trying to mack on this chick. Um, but did you realize you got to go back, right? Oh, yeah. He, he's got straight doe eyes for this chick. I mean. Well, I can see why. I mean, smart, pretty. You know, she's, she's, she's a catch for sure. Um, oh, she got caught for sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. yeah. But I mean, you know, dude, at some, you're going to have to go back at some point in time. Seriously. He had the, he had the callback quote, too, from Kirk. The uh, no, I'm from Chile. I just work in space. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I was like, oh god, come on. All right, I know that you guys want to keep going back to the well, but you don't have to do it so much. Like this is right. Uh, what do we have? Like three more episodes left? Come on, come on. Give me some card stuff. Give me some new stuff. All right. So I hope we get more Agnes in the next episode. Um. It was interesting. Seven of Nine and Rafi actually kind of talked about their relationship a little bit. Finally, yeah. You know, because that had been kind of like an elephant in the room because at the end of the first season, it was alluded, and you're just like, "Where did that come from?" Mm-hmm. And now, like through this, even starting from the first episode, it was like, "Okay, but now you're finally going to talk about it. You're talking about growing old together, and there's there's nothing here that would show me that you two have anything other than like a." chick relationship you know what i mean it's, it doesn't seem like it's anything deeper than that i'm no not to be fair they were yelling at each other while yeah, driving yeah. in the car and that's pretty realistic so i mean they didn't say why didn't you stop and ask for directions i mean <laughs> <laughs> see that was solidified it but still <laughs> but i mean that's what i'm saying i mean it's it's not i mean they're not hitting you in the, the head with it but it's like okay this is a little more seems like it should be a little deeper than what right. it is. You get a lot of relationships in movies and TV and real life too, that only work when there's a, a, a goal at the end. And the goal is actually like tangible. It's not like, I want to be with you forever. Um, they seem like that kind of couple that need the dramatic 
But there's just single as there's no affection. I guess that's my point. There's no affection. It's almost like, okay, well, we're together. Okay. I mean. (laughs) You know what? Let's have them make out. No. <laughs> That'll make you happy. I'm cool with that. Just go. I mean, I'll write, just I'll like, write the writer down. Let's have him make it. You know, or like a touch or a word or something along those lines. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It was, it was, I don't know. Maybe we're just reading too much into it. I don't know. It's just, it was, it's weird. I mean, I just feel like it's, yeah, I was going to say, do you want to see an ass smack? Do you want to caress down the face? No, I'm, just, I'm want... just saying it's almost like it's an implied, you know, it's yeah. just, no, I'm it's, with you. Like, it's like I, it's implied, but yet you don't really see anything to believe the implication. They're not doing the work on screen is what you're saying. And I'm with you. Yeah. Like they're not, they're not giving you the, I mean, hell you've seen Agnes and um, Rios. You've seen them, you know, Oh, she straight up aliened his mouth last episode. My yeah, gosh. absolutely. She I mean, it's... that little thing down straight down there. Like, he wasn't uh... fighting it either. <laughs> he wasn't fighting it. And yeah. even with Rios and the doctor, I mean, you know, at least you can kind of believe that. But I don't know. It's just with Rafi and Seven, it's just so like sterile. I don't know. No, you're right. I'm, I'm just going to keep all my jokes pretty. pretty <laughs> yeah, you're quiet. <laughs> I mean, they're walking a fine line with it. Yeah, I mean, you're right. They, they, they leave you just enough to see maybe something beyond friends and partners, you know? Well, they've hey, been like fighting said, the whole episode or uh, the whole season. So, like, you know, Rafi's been grieving. She's been very irritable. And, like, I haven't really seen a whole lot from Seven to actually, like, try to comfort her. But then again, I, Seven's not the comforting type. Right. You know, like, you don't get that from her. So that's why I say that they're kind of the the doom couple. Like they need doom to work. But yeah, they want to sit in their apartment and um, trip kids with their canes. I'm like, okay. Well, you know, I mean, everybody has goals. No you don't have to be together to do that. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I'll write the studio. Tell them go ahead and have them make out. It'll only take thirty seconds to do it. We're gonna switch yeah. gears. What did you think about <laughs> Batman showing up in the flashback? Batman showing up in the flashback? All the flashback scenes and him being scared like right off the beginning of this episode when little um, Picard is scared in his head and then all of a sudden they show like Batman-esque, heavy Batman-esque or man-bat characters mm-hmm. to show up to be like the things that were haunting him and his mom. Huh. You know, I never really put that together. But yeah, I guess so. I mean, I didn't really catch a glimpse of the monsters. I just heard, and then you see his mom kind of disappear. Maybe I just was looking down and writing a note when you saw it, but I didn't mm-hmm. actually see them. I just... They were all shadows. It was all silhouettes. And okay. They just Except for the one that um, strangled... Um... Yeah, when you get deep into it, yeah. The Snoke-looking one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I thought... Down. And... Oh, I'm going to say this. They really pulled a Martha Wayne... From the new Batman movie, yeah, where Martha Wayne is crazy and insane, and Thomas Wayne tries to save her from the rest of the world and protect her insanity from the rest of the world, they really pulled that into this. And look, at the same time, there are so many coincidences in stories that come out at the same time. Movies, TV shows, movies to movies, whatever it is. So many scenarios where they piggyback on storytelling it's almost like some production company gets word that they're going to do a story like this and like okay well we can do it we can do it better and the next thing you know two movies come out they're extremely close to each other uh <clears throat> top gun and 
Iron Eagle. Iron Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, remember what uh, what was it? Uh, the volcano movies. Uh, <laughs> like when they're like a natural disaster era, where like everybody was making oh. natural disaster movies. Yeah, yeah like twenty nineteen, the day years. after tomorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's a trend. Yeah. But I, the first thing that my mind went to when like I realized early on that she was going crazy. I'm like, Oh wait, no, like he's not a prince. If he was a prince, he would be, you know, Prince John Luck Pickard. So when I figured it out, I'm like, my God, that's just like the Thomas Wayne, Martha Wayne, Bruce Wayne story in the new Batman. And I was like, shit. Yes. But my only question is this is not a memory from him. It is a story he's playing out in his mind from a memory. So it's like not the story of based on the tr- the story of, right? Type thing where all events may not be true. Because, I mean, there were monsters in it. It couldn't have been a memory. Well, But it was like his, 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 in his mind what he was going through, right? In a story mode. Story if your mom has those types of tendencies, then your childhood probably is a little bit more imaginative than most and not like, you know, like a great way, but you know, like if you grow up with that kind of thing, then that's how you're, you're taught to think. Mm-hmm. And even though there probably weren't real monsters, he manifested that with what he knew from his childhood. Mm-hmm. So his childhood probably was a whole lot different, but he did create, that stuff for this. Are we to believe that the monster is actually his dad that was putting his mom in the room and that was why she was on the other side and he wouldn't let him open the door at the end? Yeah. Is that kind of okay? Well, as a child, I mean, that's what his psyche was creating. I mean, it was like, right. you know, he was, you know, you have this, this, you know, picture of your mom and then, you know, you don't really, you know, as a child, you don't really see, you know, the full picture, you know, especially if she was having, you know, mental issues and that kind of thing. So then you're going to, his dad's trying to help her. So then basically his dad's taking his mom away. So therefore he's just basically saying, stating or creating his psyche saying, well, your dad's the bad guy because he's keeping your mom locked up, you know, that kind of thing. So you're the devil. So my question is, and maybe we just don't know it yet, but what is the point of this story arc? Like, is it something we have that we're yet to figure out, or is there something I'm missing? Like, what does Picard's father being abusive when he was younger, or not abusive, but being who he was, and him being in this coma, like, what does that have to do with anything so far? Are we? Am I just asking the question that's still yet to be answered? I think it's just kind of adding to the persona of Picard as a whole, because he's the type of character, you know, through the next generation and through all this, you know, he, he was always standoffish. It's like, he, he didn't really, he didn't like kids, Mm -hmm. even though there was an episode where he was stuck with like, what, three or four of them in the turbo lift and they had to figure out how to get out. And, you know, he's just like, Oh my God, shoot me now. I've got these kids I got to deal with. So, I mean, he was never like the father figure type thing. It's just like, even with, um, Dr. Crusher and Wesley, you know, she, he knew Jack, he was, Jack was Dr. Crusher, Beverly's husband that had, um, I guess he was like killed or whatnot, because I guess they served on a ship together or whatnot. So they had all this little whatnot, but, you know, you had all these different relationships and there was even some TNG episodes where, you know, he did have or, or tried to have a relationship with someone or, you know, the relationship with his 
it wasn't his brother. It was his um who was the one that actually owned the vineyard? Oh, this is his brother, I believe. Was this his brother? So then mm -hmm. you're just like, where the hell's his brother and all this? So is he gonna come into play? I'm like, so there's there's a lot of questions about you know who Picard was, and I think this is really interesting because it's almost like you're coming down the like the the last like his twilight years, and maybe now they're bringing this just another story to kind of bring to light of just to kind of give a another version of Picard. You know, you're seeing a different side. You know, you're seeing a vulnerable side. You're seeing okay, this is maybe what makes him tick. Why he's like he is. You know, so I don't know. That's that's just what kind of hits me. Yeah. I think you're going to get a little bit more. I think that it's possible that the whole reason why they brought the Renee thing in here to be like the decoy, maybe that they find a way to French Picard and Renee and the fact that he has a problem with like the way that his childhood was and growing up, all these things could kind of come into play together. I think that if you're going to tell it, there should be a reason because even though we all should know more about Picard, even though that, you know, like the next season will be his last hurrah, most likely as Picard ever. Mm -hmm. um, it gives you a little bit, you know, it gives you, a, it gives you a path to like a, a whole another not outlet, but possibility towards the end. Right. So if we have one, two, three episodes left, then who knows what they're going to do with it. Fair point. We got three weeks to find out, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all my notes on Picard. We hit every point I wanted to talk about. Um, oh, well, no, there was one more point. Um, she made a big deal about to her son that she was going to cuss, and then she said one cuss word. I was like, you didn't okay. even say the good ones. Yeah, like, okay. Like, See, that's something my kid would say. It's like, you didn't say the good one. I'm like, well. Something okay. you hear on cable television. Like, is there a really <laughs> All right, whatever. <laughs> um, all right, cool. It, it, it's TV. Well, uh, all right, cool. Well, we're going to keep up with them. Um, so, getting close to May, Doctor Strange. We've got plenty of stuff coming out in the future. I'm going to look at the schedule, figure out what, but we got the stuff for at least the next few weeks at least the next few weeks in the bag so i'm sure we'll pick up some new shows some new movies and things go on maybe we'll do a retro on some movies here pretty soon i know that we were having a debate about iron eagle and uh and top gun the other day no when top gun comes out maybe we'll do a review on top gun and then uh maybe compare and contrast top gun and iron eagle and then do a review on the new top gun movie i mean there's a reason why iron eagle had four movies in the 80s. and top gun is now coming out with the second one all i'm saying you know Whatever. Well, you know, I mean, Top Gun was good on its own. It didn't anything. <laughs> Just saying, Chappie's death is way worse than Goose's death. Just go back mm. and watch the movie. Hush your face. Way harder to get through. <laughs> um, that'll be fun. Top Gun, something fun, uh, fun to look forward to. I actually watched that with my wife a couple weeks ago for the first time forever because my wife loves that movie um, for obvious reasons. Uh, and it's, it's Tom Cruise is not. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been a while since I've watched that one. And I'm interested to watch it again because it's it's not as bad as I remember it being. I guess when I was younger, I just Top Gun just didn't do it for me. You know, I don't know. Once again, I was an Iron Eagle guy. So, but then again, I'm also you know, it's funny because Sheldon makes a joke about it on Big Bang Theory, but I'm the guy who did that too. I bought a Zoom instead of an iPod. So like you know, I always kind of zig when I should zag sometimes. You know, yes, I called yeah. it I called it the anti-pod for a long time. <laughs> I still yet to buy any Apple product. Never bought an iPod, iPad. What? Well, not for myself. I bought some for my daughters, but never for myself. I'm sticking to it. That's the hill I'll die on. The Samsung hill. Bought one yesterday. 
What's that? New phone? <laughs> Apple? I uh, finally bought a holdover computer. <laughs> oh, I got you. You're going to get my money like, I don't know, 50,000 times before I die. Yeah. That's that's the general thing. They, well, they got you hooked for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. All right, let's get out of here, y'all. Um, Sarah, where can they find you at? You can find me on the Twitter at my little kitten. I bounce around there every now and again. <laughs> I love how that's, you say the Twitter. That's so awesome. The Twitter. That's Twitter. Cool. I mean, it's, it's kind of like Facebook. It's like it's just, I just, I just can't look away. I mean, this. I, I never take anything to heart because I'm just. I will sit there and just make my own little judgments, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that this is funny. This is funny. Just wait till they rebrand it, Elon's personal messaging service. Oh no, that's just gonna be crazy. <laughs> but I do some, sometimes. I do enjoy some of the um, the dialogue and the back and forth and that kind of thing. So I mean, it's, it has its pros, it has its cons. I it mean, it's, a, it's another just social media platform. <laughs> social media can be great, but I'm more along the lines of Ross in this, where it's mostly evil. It's mostly a place for people to blast out their grievances. And I used to be a victim of doing that. I'd see things that made me mad and I'd type it. And then I got to a point where I see things that made me mad and I'd type it and I'd erase it before I send it. Now I just don't see things that made me mad because I just don't get on it anymore. Oh, no. You see but, things that make you mad. Yeah, sometimes. Just in the real world. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> those, those are actually easier to deal with. Yeah. But, all right. Well, you can find me still on Twitter at the Bat Daddy 52 uh, at SCS Podcast One's the show handle. Um, we're here every Friday. Well, it's Saturday night. I forgot to mention that. We're doing it on Saturday night this week. For you well, like Friday happens night. sometimes. You got to push it. So, I mean. Damn. It's a holiday weekend. Calm your <laughs> Yesterday was Good Friday, right? That's, what we're yes. That's why we couldn't do it. Yesterday was Good Friday. So. Wow. Um, yeah, we're usually here every Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. Check out the show. Uh, come get in the chat room. Be a part of the show. Give us a like. Give us a review. Tell a friend. Share with somebody. All that good stuff you're supposed to say to get the podcast off the ground telling you man we got tens and tens of people to listen to us be part of the crowd it's fun stuff (laughs) (laughs) i'm getting out of here um i guess until next week uh later skater (laughs) (laughs) bye